0: tower taking a stand for your rights your liberties and all the bullshit in between you're listening to break the bell podcast
1: all right ladies and gentlemen boys and girls find your seats it is time for the live edition of the break the bell podcast
0: hello beautiful bell breakers we're here
1: we are once again, yes. we are here. We are live. Yes. All those things that we are every week. Yes, we're, we're doing it.
0: Breathing, blinking, laughing. I mean, even though World
1: War III has officially kicked off, we yes. are we're still here. Yes. Well, we wouldn't let, let something thing, like
0: a little bit better. There you go. We wouldn't let something like a you know nuclear war stop us. No, we're
1: gonna keep doing this regardless of the fact that there's nuclear war or nuclear. We're just going to keep doing yeah, it right. until. The internet goes down, and then uh, I guess we got Elon Musk to, That's true. to launch, yeah. like he did in Ukraine. He'll right. launch Starlink satellites, exactly. and we'll get to we'll get, get be a backup. Around, so, and then when the power goes out, we'll find a way to uh, get a generator yeah. and a ham radio yeah. and we'll broadcast get the, we'll ham get radio. The
0: dogs on a treadmill to kind of generate power for us.
1: Do you think uh, other podcasts are are preparing with like have a backup ham radio for when the shit goes down? No,
0: not at all. I
1: am going to go that <laughs> route. So I think we need to. We're going to get a ham radio. So when it all goes down, um, I have no idea how those things work, but you <laughs> But we'll let you know how it works when we get that radio. That's right. So, yes. Or, or we'll just do walkie-talkies,
0: like yeah. chain link walkie-talkies. Just, yeah, we'll just kind something. of kind of, you know, just look around for the channel until you hear us. <laughs> yes. How's everybody doing out there? It's another fun-filled
1: week, another uh, this is almost a full week of war now. Yeah, because right? yeah. I think it was Wednesday that it kicked off. So yeah. we're sitting out day five of of, yeah. of World War Three, I guess. So we got yeah. we got to look forward to that. I know. And surprisingly, or not so surprisingly, that's mostly what we're going to be talking about tonight mm-hmm. is uh, Russia uh, invading Ukraine. But we're not going to be talking about all the normal stuff that everybody's talking about no. and how Russia, no. big, bad, scary Russia is rolling over to easy. Ukraine. No. No, we thought we were going to be. Yes. Actually, we yes. don't get off that easy. <laughs> and then we started looking into stuff last night, and I was like, shit. And I sent it to you, and you're yeah. like, wow, this is not going the way we, we thought it was going to go. <laughs> um, so there, there's a lot of crazy stuff behind the scenes and in the workings of this whole mm. deal. Not surprisingly, a lot of propaganda going on. If, can, can you imagine that? A lot of propaganda. Right, yeah. In the in age the, of social media? No. Yeah. And that's, that's the weirdest thing to me. I think I mentioned in the w- weekend wrap-up mm-hmm. how uh, heavily involved social media is in this war for the first time. Right. Because we had, like, MySpace and shit during, yeah. like, the build-up to uh, the, the War on Terror but it was nothing like uh, TikTok or, or no. Facebook or Twitter is now where, uh, I mean, you thought the 24-hour news cycle was bad oh, when yeah. it comes to war. Man, uh, Twitter and shit, ch- it's just like constantly yeah. like Russia this, Russia that, Ukraine this, uh, Zelensky that, and, yeah. and it's just over and over, and it, it's it's just— Drilling in your face, mm-hmm. and it, and I, I guess we're per, kind of perpetuating it because yeah, we're, right, we're we're on the band about it too. We're on the bandwagon, but, but that, that,
0: really, what would you want us to talk? about? Yeah,
1: I mean, we got to talk about the thing <laughs> yeah. that's the yeah. hot topic of the day. Exactly. So, um, but we're gonna put a a different twist on it on yeah. it, I think, because we're going to kind of, like I said, dig into the underworks of it, and we're gonna not only discuss like the propaganda, we're gonna discuss, uh, like Amer- U.S. meddling in Ukraine. As far back as 2014 or earlier, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about Nazis because what's a what's an episode without a good well, Nazi?
0: And what's a world war without Nazis? Yeah,
1: I mean, since World War II, every yeah. world 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 war needs a Nazi. Exactly. So, uh, we're going to talk about Nazis. We're going to talk about like foreign coup attempts mm-hmm. or foreign actual coups yes. in Ukraine. Um, so we're gonna we got our work cut out yes. for us.
0: And wait, wait, what on top of it? Because it wouldn't be a break the bell episode. We have a secret government organization. Oh, yes. Yeah, I always yes.
1: have a secret, another secret, top secret yes. government organization. Uh, so we're going to talk about all that stuff. Before we do, obviously, we got to do some of our due diligence that we yes. have to get out of the way in this pre-show. The first is mentioning our sponsor, which is Run Your Mouth Coffee, the official coffee of free speech, the yes. official coffee of us being able to sit here and as their their name says, uh, run our mouths because it's what we enjoy doing. We don't like getting censored, and they don't support you being censored. Um, It's a coffee company that makes delicious coffee delivered straight to your door. That also supports the things that we support. So buy buy from companies, support companies that support the things that you support, like free speech, like all your individual rights. Um, Go to rymcoffee.com. Tell them we sent you by using the promo code... Break the bell, it's all one word, and you'll get 10% off your disc, off your purchase, 10% discount off your purchase, and free shipping, just because we love you, and they love you, and yeah, Merry Christmas, I guess. Merry Christmas. So, go to rymcoffee.com, it's delicious, do it, do it now, love right it. now. You'll love it. You will. When, when's your order supposed to be in?
0: Uh, it's supposed to be in by the end of the week. Okay, so yeah.
1: maybe by next week we'll be sipping on some yeah. run-your-mouth coffee. I haven't been to their site in a couple in in a while now, so I don't know if they have all the same, the same.
0: Uh, yeah, this is the first time I've gone to it, so I don't know. They still have pumpkin, the pumpkin one.
1: Oh, that wasn't just a, a Christmas thing. No,
0: no, no, that's a regular thing.
1: That is our sponsor, RYM Coffee. They're they're great, and we love them. So we're going to support them. Yes, as they support us. Uh, some other things to to mention is uh, we got a new T-shirt design. Because we had yes. one a couple weeks ago that came out, and I actually ordered it. Yeah, I actually bought it. Um, it's the the anti cricket brigade one yeah. that says uh, highly, highly
0: controversial. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes, I did get a vegan who uh, private messaged me and and just blew me up for my desire to eat meat and my desire to not eat bugs. And Damn. well, I guess she was like, uh, nobody's saying uh, that you. Should eat bugs, but legumes and beans. It's like I don't want your legumes either. Yeah, right. I don't. I, I want yeah. my meat. I'm it, sorry. Yeah. Call me selfish, it, 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 but I love it. Here's meat. Here's
0: legumes and bugs.
1: <laughs> because of the kickoff of this war and uh, this whole everybody like pushing, hey, we should go to war with Russia, and we're sitting on the in the background, like, why are you gonna send us all to war when we don't even we didn't right. want this war in the first place? Yeah. So I came up with this new design for this new shirt. Uh, right here, that says, "Well, here's the shirt. I'm gonna blow it up, blow up the actual image of it. It's uh, it says we are not your pawns, and it's uh, it's a chessboard, and instead of like the typical pieces, it's all kings and queens on the chessboard like with a golden like elitist uh king that is knocked over because obviously right. all the, the other kings and queens beat the shit out of them. Um, but." This one is my response to the push to send more troops to another foreign war. And then also everything else that they want us to do uh, with all the COVID restrictions, all all this other bullshit going on. We don't want to be your pawns anymore. We don't want to be elitist pawns. We don't want to be government pawns. We don't want to do the dirty work because we don't support it. Why should we have to do it? So we are not your pawns. You can find this shirt at BreakTheBellPod.com or at BreakTheBell.BigCartel.com is is where our store runs through. Uh, you can pick up this shirt or any of our other shirts, like the the Anti-Cricket Brigade shirt, and uh, wear it and support us. That I mean, that's all yeah. I have to say about that. Yeah. So, new shirt design. That's twi- two of this month, so yeah. y- y'all you're, should be you're, happy. You're
0: like on a hot streak.
1: Well, I, I get ideas in my head, and then I'm yeah. just like... I got to do this now. Mm. And so maybe other people don't think they're as cool as I do, but I like it. So I do it. So maybe I'll be the only one that buys my shirts, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to get into this uh, episode. I'll buy it. You'll buy it. Good. Yeah. <laughs> got to get into this episode. Make sure you share this all over, like subscribe, all that fun, happy shit that we tell you to do to get our name out there, to make us into a bigger, better thing, to spread the message that we are trying to spread. Yes. Uh, Trying to spread this message against like elite, uh, I don't know, corruption, government corruption and just our ability to be able to stand up against against that kind of corruption. So share it, like it, subscribe, all that stuff, because that's the only way we can get our name out there is if you help us. Like we say at the end of every episode, 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 episode. I'm I'm talking too fast. Like we say at the end of every episode, the show is primarily sponsored by you. It is brought to you by you. So um, you are our biggest sponsors. We love you for it. We love that you come back and listen every week. Uh, Just give us a little hand and and share the shit all over the place. Otherwise, are you ready to talk Russia, Ukraine? This is going to be a fun one. This This is. Let's get into it. This one I titled, uh, Meant to End in War, because I think it's obviously been been the plan all along for forever now, was this war. This was... This was in the works. I mean, people can say all they want. Oh, we don't want to go to war. I right. mean, as far as like government officials right, like Biden right, and right. stuff. Oh, the last thing we want is to go to war. No, this has been in the works yeah, forever. Yeah. So, let's let's get into this intro video and we're going to talk about that when we get back. Let's do it. We'll be right back.
2: What did you say? You talking to me? What what the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say?
0: Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you say? What did you say?
2: Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he
0: was talking to me. What did
2: you
0: say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Did you just say? What did you say? You listen to, to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to?
1: And just like that, we're back.
0: Yeah, you miss
1: us? They did miss us. I can feel that they yeah. missed us.
0: okay. Did you miss us? I did miss us. Good. Like, that much. That much? Yeah. I
1: missed us so much. So, Bill, we knew this was coming. Yeah. I mean, we we said we didn't think that Putin would pull the yeah plug, or it would take that step. Yeah. Uh, but I think...
0: Deep down, we knew it would eventually happen. Yeah, maybe not as soon as it well, did. And the big part of it is just because we knew that nobody could stop it. With nobody could stop it, and nobody was trying to, it seemed, well, it seemed like everybody was. I mean, when well, it it reminded me of. You, you, did you ever see the uh, the old uh, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, you know? Mm. When one of the kids goes to do something, Willy Wonka's like, no, please, stop, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's yeah, yeah. kind of how it was. Yeah, right?
1: but, I mean, we're like, stop, don't do that, slap sanctions on him, or or uh, some of our rhetoric is right. just like, if he does this, we're going to do this. or, And we don't know as much of what was going on behind yeah. the scenes right. that I was pushing towards it, but we saw, like, Boris Johnson, like, trying to push mm. towards... Uh, like just really pushing that, oh, they're gonna attack any minute now, any minute now. Yeah. I remember, January or February sixteenth was the big date yeah. that they were sure of it, and it's just like, it seems like they want this to happen. Yeah,
0: well, and I think that's why we didn't think it would is because of all the the hubbub of it's coming, it's coming hard, it's mm-hmm. gonna come really fast and hard, and 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 it's gonna be bad, and and that's sounds why like <laughs> a really bad porno. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's why we were like, oh, okay, yeah, there, we just figured it was like another WMD type thing, right? Yeah, well... But we didn't know all the pretext going into it either. The problem
1: with the WMD type thing is that's what led us into war. Well, yes,
0: yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> and uh, I, I think we didn't necessarily think Putin would, would flip the switch on yeah. it, but we knew that they were pushing Putin for it. So we right. weren't sure how long Putin would actually hold out for that. Yeah. So now it's here. And now... Big bad Russia is rolling through Ukraine and yes. blowing up hospitals and orphanages and yes. um, I, blowing.
0: I I think they're like outside
1: of Kiev right now.
0: Yeah, I had seen uh, somebody posted that they've they've taken Kiev and then someone came, reposted them and they're like, no, they didn't. <laughs> See, the pro- that that's the problem right there. Yeah,
1: the problem right there is, it's really freaking difficult to decipher. Yeah what's true and what's not it's yeah. really hard to believe being the person i am today yeah it's really hard to believe any of it right on any right. side of the media no, on, absolutely on yeah. the u.s the western media be whether it's u.s or new york times yeah. or bbc well, or and, russian media yeah with uh what was that uh website that you had that uh russian state media that you oh, were pravda looking, yeah pravda stuff yeah. it's it's hard to believe any of it because pravda I pulled up their Facebook page, and Pravda was saying that a a Russian nuclear sub had oh, emerged yeah, right. off the coast of the U.S. carrying, like, 160 different nuclear yeah. warheads. And it's right. just like... And I, I, I mean, I looked everywhere for yeah. Western media that would report on that. I was like, is this real? Is this actually happening? Yeah. Or is this... I mean, again, but, it, it's just hard.
0: But the other... There was, the, there was a video you sent me, and you were like, what do you think of this? And it was like people dressed up in, like... Sixteen hundred garb, like running. <laughs> I was gonna play tanks. that one. Oh, Shit, I'm God sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no I was no, no. gonna
1: play it, and I forgot to. Oh, pull, oh, okay. And yeah. I don't have it. And
0: and, and I'm like, it, it looks really fake. And you're like, do they? I don't think they dress like that. I, in no, Ukraine. I said, I know because
1: I. Okay, so they were wearing like 1920s. Yeah. Ukraine garb. Yeah. And like the boys are all wearing like uh Oliver Twist style yeah, hats, right. clothing, and they're just like running from. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you see a bomb go off in this like. Clearly a dummy. Yeah, right. Clearly a dummy yeah. goes flying like thirty yeah, feet in the right. air, and there's just a tank just sitting there. Yeah, not moving. Not at moving. All. <laughs> and everybody's and I'm just like, I know that's not how Ukrainians dress yeah. because I've been to Ukraine yeah. in the last decade. Uh, two thousand four, I think two thousand five. Okay. I was in Ukraine, so I guess it's been a while now. Yeah. Well, I don't think they years. went backwards in no. their style. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's just like. The blatant propaganda, and that's on both sides yeah, too. Yeah, it is. Are all the sides, I guess, because you got the Western media with their propaganda. You've got Russia. We know Russia is full of propaganda. Mm-hmm. It's the Communist Party. It's yeah. just, I mean, the Communist Party was ran on propaganda, yeah, right? And then you've got Ukraine and their own propaganda. Right, yeah. So, and I think that was probably Ukrainian propaganda to, I, or I, I, so,
0: I, I don't know, I don't know <laughs> what side I, that came from. I don't know, but they, their funding was really bad. <laughs>
1: So on one side, you got Putin basically saying, because he came out and I think just before, or just after, and said that he was liberating Ukraine right. from from Nazis and genocide. Yeah. And, and that was stuff. from Pravda. And, yeah, we, and we're we just, read that and
0: we're like Nazis. We're just like what, what
1: the hell? What the hell? Nazis in Ukraine? Right. And then on the other side, you've got the Western people that are basically calling Putin literally Hitler. Oh yeah. yeah. So.
0: I mean, yeah. you, you had the the lady who did the poem saying that if I was your oh, mother. I have that. <laughs> okay. Don't worry,
1: I have that. <laughs> the, I forgot about. It. Thank uh, you for it's reminding. Classic, me. classic. So, so before we get into um, talk more about propaganda, let let's take a look at this video here because this is
0: going to warm the cackles of your heart. <laughs> I'm
1: not going to watch the whole thing because it. Well, maybe it's two minute, <laughs> two minutes and twenty seconds. I'll play part of it, but this this woman thinks she could have. She she knows the solution to. Putin, Vladimir Putin. So let's watch this real quick.
2: Dear President Vladimir Putin, I'm so sorry that I was not your mother. <laughs> if I was your mother, you would have been so loved, held in the arms of joyous light. Never would the story's plight the world unfurled before our eyes, a pure demise of nations sitting peaceful under a night sky. If I was your mother, the world would have been warm, So much laughter and joy and nothing would harm. I can't imagine the stain, the soul-stealing pain that the little boy you must have seen and believed and the formulation of thought quickly taught that you lived in a cruel, unjust world. Is this why you now decide no one will get the best of you? (laughs) Is this why you do not hide nor away shy from taking back the world? Was it because so early in life, all that strife wrapped your little body with fear?
1: All right, that's all I can take. Wait,
0: wait, you, you got to get to the, oh, okay. the, the Mother Russia part. Oh, If that's right. I was
2: your mother, if the, the world was cold, I'd have died to make you warm. I'd have died to protect you from the unjust, the violence, the terror, the uncertainty. I would have died to give you life. Oh dear, Mr. President. <laughs> if only I'd been your mother. I feel like she's
1: trying not Perhaps to laugh. The right.
2: torture of unwritten youth would not within your heart imbue a scripture to such fealty against that world that you thought was so cruel. Perhaps you would hold dear human life, and on this night, instead of Mother Russia, you would call me.
1: <laughs> okay. And I
2: would set your mind quite free with the.
1: All right. All right. Uh- I I can't watch any more of that. That is shared on my my Twitter account. Who who is that? uh, This was from Anna Lynn McCord, was the one who who posted it. I don't know who that is either. But um, that, I mean, just that alone. Can you imagine Putin's got to be scrolling through Twitter, (laughs) and he gets tagged in this, and he scrolls. He's got to look at this and be like, yeah, we got this one in the bag. (laughs) These people are retarded. (laughs) These people are so stupid. Yeah, there's no way. I mean, they're all talk. The U.S. is all talk. But if this is what we're going off of. Good God. And I mean, that came out immediately after the start. And it's just like, man, you know what uh, this world needs is what what Vladimir Putin needs is if if, it was a good mom. Yeah, I mean, if he had a good mom, he never would have turned in. I mean, maybe she's right, but maybe on the other hand, maybe he had a great mom. Can you imagine? Maybe Mr. Putin's mom is sitting back watching this video. And he's like, she's like, what the fuck? I was a, I was a terrific mom. <laughs> exactly. I gave him everything. I worked my ass off for that little shit. <laughs> and now you're famous for this video. Come on. So uh, it reminds me. Of, did, did you ever watch the the Robin Williams movie Hook? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When the right. little girl at the very end, uh. uh when Peter Pan goes to take yeah. her away, and she's like, you're just a mean, mean man who really needs a mommy. Yeah. And it's just like, that's what it, it reminds it, The whole world just needs yeah. better moms. You know, that's on you people, <laughs> you you moms out there. The reason we got the Hitlers and the Putins of yeah. the world is because we don't have enough good moms. Exactly. That, Step up. Step that, it up, moms.
0: That used to be my sisters uh, come back to me like when I'd say something to her or do something to her. She'd be like, you're just a mean old man without a mom. <laughs> it's true, though. You are a mean old man. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> 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 so so we see
1: where the propaganda is going, and uh, there's there's so much coming out of this and if we've if we haven't learned anything out of the war on terror, I'd have to say we we have to have come to some understanding that we can't be duped by this propaganda again the, right. the way we did with the war on terror yes. the way we did with uh the um like the the first cold war right Uh, all the propaganda that turned us against the uss i mean all this is is just like a reenactment of the first cold war yeah and the same same tactics were used in the war on terror hey let's just or the first gulf war with the babies in the incubators and shit and then the wmds and i I mean like i said if if we didn't learn anything out of all this you think by now we would learn Mm -hmm. let's not get duped by this shit but again we never before had social media the way we do now. Right. And I, I think I said yesterday, my 13-year-old keeps and my 11-year-old now are both coming at me like, oh, Russia is is sending nukes to the United... No, they're not. They're not... Sh- turn that shit off. Yeah. Come on. Right. But um, there's some interesting stories, propaganda right. stories coming out of all of this. And the ones that struck me the most interesting were these, like, the Ukrainian... The Ukrainians fighting back type stories right. like uh the there was like a woman that apparently walked up to a Russian soldier with, with sunflower season and she's like, put these in your pocket because when you die it'll play a sunflower. Yeah, right. Uh, but then there's this one. This is my favorite. The ghost of Kiev. Oh, yeah, you yeah. You yeah, this yeah. one?
0: Yep, I've heard this
1: one. Um, who is the ghost of Kiev? The ace pilot giving hope to the Ukrainians. I'm not gonna say that this isn't real, but I'm going to say a lot of the stuff that they're talking about is probably propaganda. Right. So this one is from wionews.com. I just want to read a little bit briefly on all these. I'm not going to cover every single one of these, but um, I I feel like they're, they're definitely mentionables. Yeah. It says, At times of war, stories of bravery and heroism often inspire people and help them get through tough phases. As Ukraine attempts to repulse... Russian tanks and jets from taking over their cities, a Ukrainian pilot seems to have gained occult status among the people. Speculations are rife about the Ghost of Kiev on Ukrainian social media after claims that the pilot fly- flying a MiG-29 allegedly shot down six Russian jets. Clips of the so-called Ghost of Kiev have spread like wildfire on social media. Many on Twitter are calling the Ukrainian pilot the first U- European ace since World War II. One particular post has claimed that the pilot shot down a variety of Russian planes. Unconfirmed reports claim he has taken down two Su-35s, one Su-27, one MiG-29, and two Su-25s. Oh, 35s. I was like, didn't they already say that? Uh, Goes on to say, in aerial warfare, Parlance an Ace is a pilot who shot down five or more aircraft during combat. However, WION could not independently verify the authenticity of these clips. At the time of the reporting, no re- Ukrainian authority has confirmed that the ghost of Kiev is real. However, this did not prevent former politicians and diplomats from celebrating the victory. You know what this one reminds me of
0: mm.
1: did you ever I, I know your wife likes mash? No, oh, yeah,. You're right. and I, I think you watched a bit of it. Did you ever yeah. see the five o'clock Charlie episode? I don't think It so. was like a, <laughs> it was a, like a North Korean in this, like, shitty old plane that Mm. would fly over, and it was just, like, sputtering and, like, putt-putting. Like, it was barely staying in Mm. the air. And he would, like, it was just, like, a a prop plane, like the the dual-wing, open-top prop plane. yeah. He'd fly over it and, like, throw out a grenade, trying to hit this ammo dump near there, near the the mm-hmm. mash unit there Then mm-hmm. he'd miss it every time well it became a running joke because he came at five o'clock every day so they oh, called okay. him five o'clock charlie they would bring lawn chairs out and they'd be like oh charlie's here and i mean they're <laughs> acting like it's right. just like a a show right to yeah. go watch and so they bring out their chairs and their wine and stuff and, or um uh, the martinis they oh, make sure, and yeah. sip on them while they're watching it and that's what this reminds me of is five o'clock charlie this yeah. this ghost of kiev which is unconfirmed, but obviously yeah. everybody's jumping on this. Oh, of course. And they talked about um, the uh, the video clip of it, which I'm not going to play because we don't have time for all this. I'm not going to say that the Ghost of Kiev isn't real, but apparently the video that they've been playing that's been trending was from an old video game. Oh, it was no. a clip from an old video game. Really? Because this says a clip of... Ukrainian fighter jet blowing up a suspected Russian aircraft started trending on social media yesterday. Many believe it was proof of the exploits of a mysterious and unverified ace pilot called the Ghost of Kiev. It was actually fake footage from the 2013 PC game Digital (laughs) Combat Simulator World. (laughs) Oh, my. Wow. So, propaganda, right? Yeah. I mean, is it bad, though, to, like, have this hero, like that no. Batman type yeah. persona no. that people can like gives hope to the people Yeah give right? give hope <laughs> I mean it's bad it's really bad that they have to uh trust in this independent um 5 o'clock Charlie over their own government right. and military yeah. but but I guess in that situation I don't I mean I don't think it's bad to say hey we got this this rogue guy flying right. around shooting down Russian planes Yeah I mean, right it's it's a it's a fairy tale but Absolutely I don't think I, I don't I don't believe it but yeah we'll give it to him Sure, sure. But more, more stories about uh, Ukrainian defiance, standing up to the man, standing up yeah. to big bad Russia. We got the the soldiers of Snake Island.
0: Did you? Hear oh that yeah, one? yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, I heard the audio. I
1: uh, it says defiant soldier of Snake Islands are actually well. Apparently, they're actually alive and well. Yeah, I saw that. But um, trying to find that article. But this one, basically, uh, this Russian ship went by this island. That had like six Ukrainians on it, yeah. And they said they kind of announced over radio or something yeah. that, um, that they were a Russian warship right. and that they that told the people to surrender. Yeah, bring out your weapons. Yeah. Well, one of them told the Russian ship to fuck off. Right. And then they got blown up. So they right. were they were viewed as heroes. Yeah. But apparently they're all alive. Yeah, which kind of, I
0: don't know, I mean... <laughs> makes you question the whole narrative. Right, yeah. If
1: the narrative, hey, uh, these guys are uh, basically martyrs for Ukraine, right, got yeah. blown up for telling the Russians to fuck off, now they're alive? Right, yeah. Makes you wonder if any of it happened. Yeah, right. Again, does I mean, does that really matter? Not, not so much, no. but just no. all these freaking stories coming out, and it makes you wonder if any of them are true. This one is entertaining to uh, me is
0: that the the former miss uh, ukraine former
1: miss ukraine picks up a gun and vows to defend her country the invaders will die on our land so here's an image Which of her
0: she able to keep her clip in the gun
1: I, i'm not sure yeah it was the ukrainians <laughs> that were standing out like talking shit on yeah. the news and one's holding an ak and his magazine falls out on the <laughs> ground and he's just like looking around like a deer in the headlights like what what yeah. happened and somebody then like, gives s- it to somebody him. gives it to him and he's holding it there like it Make it, trying to make it look like it's in yeah. actually in, but he's holding it backwards, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so that, that cracked me up. But this is Miss uh, former Miss Ukraine Anastasia Lena, who picked up a gun and vows to join the military and fight for her country. You don't know the funny part about this? Mm. Apparently, that gun you see there is an airsoft gun. Oh, no, no.
0: Yes. Did they tell her that?
1: (laughs) How bad of a Miss Ukraine was she? (laughs) She's an avid airsoft player. Oh, okay. This is a photo of her at an airsoft tournament. (laughs) Oh, wow. So this one says, Former Miss Ukraine poses with reported airsoft gun. And says, I had a normal life just on Wednesday. Says, former Miss Grant Ukraine on Wednesday posted photos to her Instagram account of her wearing military garb and holding a rifle, which appears to be an airsoft gun, adding to the caption, st- hashtag stand with Ukraine and hashtag hands off Ukraine. Beauty Queen Anastasia Lena, who's born in Kiev and recently graduated from the university in the city has posted numerous messages and images in her support of her country and against Russian aggression over the past five days. New York Post reported that Lena has a reel on her Instagram showing the beauty queen participating in airsoft shooting, but now appears to have swapped plastic pellets for lead bullets. Um, It says it's unclear if (laughs) Lena is actually fighting. A a more recent post from the beauty queen emphasized that she doesn't do any propaganda except showing that our— uh, showing that our women of ukraine are strong confident and powerful on the post she says i'm not a military just a human another post said "Do current si- do current situation i want to talk i'm not military just a woman just a normal human just a person like all people of the country i'm also an airsoft player for years all pictures in my profile are to inspire people i had a normal life just wednesday like millions of people so is she actually joining the military or is she just right, yeah. like trying to get on this bandwagon That's, of yeah. showing trying to inspire is what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah. And again, I don't care if people want to inspire. Yeah. We got we got some comments here. We got Beto says Ukraine is going to get wrecked. <laughs> the West is abandoning <laughs> Ukraine all to use it for political purpose. We're gonna get there. Beto, you always jump the gun on us. We're gonna get <laughs> we're gonna get there. But yes, I I think you're probably right. Yes. C D, we haven't heard from C D in a while. She says, Hey, y'all just returned from LPFL convention, Libertarian Party, Florida. I'm not sure which. Yeah, that t- let great. us know which Libertarian Party convention that is. Touchdown in Austin. I'm so excited to see you all are talking about the ghost of Ukraine and soldiers of Snake Island. Oh, it's gonna get better. CD, stick around because yeah. the second half always gets juicier. It does. We're talking about propaganda specifically. Um, again, this stuff, all this stuff that's being shared, yeah, makes it sound like Ukraine is has a bigger pair of balls than Joe Biden does. Oh yeah. Right. And that they're standing up for themselves. Yeah. That no matter how hard Russia pushes back, yeah. They're they're going to be there.
0: Yeah. Because I had seen a couple articles that like uh Putin is frustrated that you know it's that the invasion has stalled or it's not mm-hmm. moving forward as quickly as he thought because of the resistance and stuff like that. This one is my favorite. <laughs> this one I think it
1: said like Ukrainian c- civilians take up arms to defend Ukraine or whatever. Yeah. Uh, let me let me share this one with you because this one gives me uh, cracks me up. That Fox News would post this and actually post the headline: it, Ukrainian civilians take up arms.
0: It, and, it reminds me of uh, the the McCloskeys in front of their house. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Except
1: the difference is these guns are clearly plywood, cardboard, or something. <laughs> are they? <laughs> yes, they're like maybe looks like a half an inch thick. Mm. It, Again, I,
0: did they do they know that? <laughs> I
1: don't know, but it's it's a nice photo op. But maybe they yeah. should have not had such. Maybe Ukrainians didn't expect such high def ca- right, cameras yeah. or or such zoomed in cameras. So yeah. like, here, hold up this cardboard AK for this picture of Ukrainian civilians taking up yeah. arms. That's crazy. So the the thing that gets me with the propaganda in this war is it's so different from like the Gulf War, mm-hmm. is so different from um, the war on terror because all those wars was like, hey, these guys can't do it on their own. Um, right. Like the babies getting ripped out of their incubators. Right. The big bad guy is like, if we don't do something, right. there, it's only going to get worse. Right. I mean, we saw where Putin, where they they came out with a, the U.S. intelligence, said Putin what, planned um, to hunt down and commit civil rights or right, like yeah. human rights abuses, like murdering yeah. and uh, raping and pillaging right. and all that stuff. We yeah. saw that. But since this kicked off, all the propaganda has been how big and strong U- and standing up right. Ukraine is. Yeah, unlike the
0: other wars. Right. Yeah.
1: What? Like, what's your opinion on that? Why? Why do you think that? Well, that's the narrative. They, versus, uh, Ukrainians can't look at this woman getting raped in the streets or these right. kids being ripped from their homes. Why yeah. do you think? The majority of the things we're seeing is, like, the ghost of Kiev and uh, the 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 Miss Miss Ukraine mm-hmm. holding up her gun. Uh, all these, like, st- we're, we're, st- we're taking a stand. What, what yeah. do you think the
0: difference is? I, I think the difference is that the United States has no intention of going in. And so they have to make it like Ukraine is putting up a good fight.
1: But the U.S. wanted us to go to the war in the
0: first place. But they didn't want to be a part of it. <laughs> they want an excuse to put sanctions on Russia. They don't want to have to, to put Americans because they, you know— Again, they don't want to go face-to-face with Putin.
1: So you don't agree with all these people that are like, oh, they're just trying to push us into another war, another end of this war. You don't think that's our intentions in all of this? No, I don't think so at all. Okay, uh, because I'm going to get into that, too. I've got my theory, and I'm saving it for the end, and I haven't told you my theory I know.
0: You you specifically said, no, I would have to wait. I said,
1: because it was like half an hour before this kicked off, I was like, shit. I got a theory and you're like, what is it? I'm like, no, you have to wait. Yeah. You have to wait like everybody else. (laughs) So I'm going to talk more. I, that was, that's just my overall question, I guess, of all the, um, the propaganda that's going on right now in Ukraine is why is it so different Mm -hmm. than the war on terror where, or like the Syria war, where they were chemically attacking, right. Where chemically attacking their own people or, Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know, Libya. Libya was horrible propaganda to yeah, go right. overthrow them. Um, I Iraq. Iran's been that way. We've been trying to get into Iran by right. doing the same type, type of thing. Uh, all the way back to freaking Vietnam. Mm-hmm. All the way back to World War II, I guess. Right. I mean,
0: yeah.
1: All the, all these things are usually a depiction of how we have to go support them. Mm-hmm. We have to go to war because they can't do it on their own. Right. But everything here has been...
0: They're doing a pretty bang up job. Right, yeah. Yeah. That again, you know, frustration by Putin because, you know, things have stalled out, you know, and and uh it, and I don't know if you're going to get into it. I had read just before we came that, you know, Belarus is getting ready to uh, mobilize against Ukraine now. I, I didn't see that. Yeah. So, really? Yeah. Belarus is their troops are gathering to be able to push in and then uh, also uh, Chech che- Chechnya Belarus is
1: the ones that decided to renege on their nuclear proliferation agreement, too. So, great, we got that going for us. Um, Here's another one, real quick. This is from CNN, titled, President Zelensky is a profile in courage. I've seen a lot on him
0: today. Yeah, this was, like,
1: big news today is how much of a a Mm -hmm. superhero that President Zelensky is. So, this is just an opinion piece, but still... We'll get the gist of it. It says, Russian Russian President Vladimir Putin's brutal and wholly unjustified invasion of Ukraine has transfixed the world in horror. Goes on to say, it's an unprecedented conflict. There's that word again. In modern times, as Thomas L. Friedman notes in the New York Times, he had to note that it's an unprecedented of conflict we had to quote him on that yeah is he the only one did he coin that they needed the word (laughs) citing tiktok and other social media platforms there you go (laughs) along with satellites and live traffic data on google maps we're behind the times (laughs) friedman writes welcome to world war wired the first war in a totally interconnected world and i talked about that Mm -hmm. a, a few minutes ago it's a large-scale invasion that's being live-streamed, minute by minute, battle by battle, death by death, to the world. As Daniel Johnson, on Iraq in Iraq war veteran and journalist, wrote in this in the Slate, those of us who are lucky enough to be miles away from the missile strikes, gunfire, and shelling are watching the events unfold in real time on smartphones and other screens. And the heroic figure at the center of this war is none other than Ukrainian president Vol- Volody- Volodymyr Zelensky, a former actor. I didn't know that. He's a former actor and I comedian. I knew he was a
0: comedian, yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Who rose to prominence playing a character on a popular TV show who accidentally becomes the Ukrainian president.
0: How do you accidentally become the Ukrainian president?
1: I, I, I want to watch the show now. <laughs> That's like, what's who's the guy that played in Twenty Four?
0: Oh, uh, Kiefer
1: Sutherland. Yeah, yeah, he had that show, um, yeah. Designated Survivor. He accidentally became president oh, okay. in right, the show. Right. Yeah. So that'd be like if Kiefer Sutherland yeah actually became president of the United States yeah. because he was that yeah in the show.
0: There is a um, an old uh Mad TV skit where this guy uh he goes on a, a all weekend binge, mm-hmm. drinking binge and wakes up one morning sober and he's president of the United States.
1: <laughs> that I mean, I could see that happening. <laughs> this goes on to say um Zelensky then parlayed his, his success into politics, running for office in 2019 on the back of a political party named after his show, Servant of the People.
0: Wow. I mean, they
1: went all in on that. Yeah, they did. Imagine a country where a television star could become president and emerge as a
0: beacon of courage. You mean Uh, like Ronald Reagan? (laughs) uh, But I think that was a dig at Donald Trump because he's not a beacon of courage. Got it. Okay.
1: Ukraine has interested me as a country since my first visit there as a college student in 1969 when it was an unhappy member of the, the state of the Soviet Union. I recall making the mistake of calling Ukraine a Russian satellite and being quickly slapped down by a patriotic gentleman who told me in no uncertain terms that Ukraine had its own beloved language, literature, history, music, and cultural traditions. We just can't use them. Right. In August of 91, Ukraine officially and proudly withdrew from the Soviet Union, but the transition to a full democracy has not been easy as corruption has hobbled the government for decades. We're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. The corruption that hobbled the government into a transition to full democracy. And it's probably going to take a different turn than what we've all been told in the history, the, the yeah. annals of history have told us. I mean, some people know this stuff. I feel stupid for not knowing some of this stuff. Right. And how—
0: I, But, again, propaganda.
1: Yeah. The people that write the history books, you know. Right. Says the character he played in the TV show was a reformer and the show skewered the political class in Ukraine as well as neighboring Russia, Belarus, and Georgia. His fellow Ukrainians elected him to do in real life what he did on television, sweep away corruption with a big broom. You mean like drain the swamp?
0: Right, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Sounds like he is Ukrainian Donald Trump. I mean, he's a TV star. Yeah. He, um, but he's probably actually funny. <laughs> yeah, probably. Says um, his success was limited on... And his popularity went into decline after a couple of years. By October 21, polls showed his approval ratings had gone into freefall. But sometimes history comes to the rescue of a politician. And the past week has transmogrified Zelensky from a rapidly dwindling presidential figure into a national hero on a massive scale. It's funny how that happens, isn't it? Right? He has shown himself to be a man who, was, who has dug into himself and found an inspiring store of courage. When the U.S. offered to evacuate him from Ukraine, he stood his ground, saying, "The fight is here. I need ammunition, not a ride." Did I? It makes you wonder if he actually said that, or if somebody—if he's just like, "No, I'm going to stay well, here with he my people." he has the
0: same writers, as the yeah. show. So, oh, yeah. probably, yeah. But I mean, yeah,
1: things I, translate into the United into English oh, right. too. Okay, you mean May, like
0: the original Ukrainian? Yeah, maybe but.
1: he's just like, "No, I'm just going to stay here." Do You got any bullets in? <laughs> yeah. And they're just in some some inspired writer was just like the fight is here i need ammunition not a <laughs> yeah, ride exactly. i mean that's going to be on t-shirts <laughs> yeah, oh, i, I mean his face yeah with that slogan yeah and that's going to be his slogan um into his next election yeah. cycle is i need ammunition not a ride uh it goes on to say he posted several videos online and they've inspired a fierce defiance among ukrainian people in one video titled we are here we are in kiev We are protecting Ukraine. Zelensky can be seen surrounded by his top advisors. We are all here. Our army is here. Citizens and society are here, he says. We are defending our independence, our state, and it will remain so. Zelensky, a fluent Russian speaker, has also appealed to Russians in another video, urging them to just stop those who lie. Just stop those who lie. Lie to you, lie to us, lie to everyone, to the whole world. We need to end this world. We can live in peace, in a global peace. His gifts for communication and his remarkable grasp of social media make him a formidable opponent for Putin, even though the army he commands in sheer numbers and resources pales beside Russia's. One can't at this point even begin to imagine the eventual outcome of the war, but we certainly know that Zelensky has proved himself a hero of his time and a worthy spokesman for liberal democracy and Ukrainian freedom. He has boldly challenged the logic of Putin's unrestrained Aggression, laying the groundwork for a future where the Ukrainian people once again possess the right to self-determination. Hats off to you, Mr. Zelensky. The world is behind you. What do you think of that piece?
0: It is a huge puff piece. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, there's no actual eyes on the ground. There's yeah. no been real any interviews with him at all. I mean, it's all... I mean, supposedly this is all. Hand supposedly
1: this is all over social media. No, though he, you he's know what got is. his own TikTok account of him. Right. Uh, so I mean, may, maybe he is. Maybe he does have okay. a nice
0: pair on him. But you know what I see is, you got a guy who is was elected president after a show about a guy who accidentally became president. Right. <laughs> yes. You have. These brave moments uh, of of propaganda and, and and courage all over the news, right? P- pumping up the, the Ukrainian people. You have a president that says, "Fuck that! I don't need a ride. Give me the bullets." You yes. know, and so I mean, again, there it's like this thing is being written for them. Yeah, and, and and which is fine. Again, you know, whatever gets the people going, right? It,
1: it, I mean, I'll give it to Remember them. Remember the Alamo. maybe they may, yeah maybe they <laughs> all are in that boat. It's like yeah. all or nothing type mentality. That, right. That's fine, but yeah. I just find it interesting that this is all the reports here in yeah. the Western
0: world. Right,
1: yeah. You don't... Whether or not it's true, whether or not Batman is actually running right. the, the country over there, Right. that's not the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is what's the angle that... Right. Western media has on this right. that that the New York Times or yeah. New York Post or whoever why why are they propping all this up and right. and well I yeah. mean it's clearly some of this is blatant bullshit when you right. got the the freaking cardboard guns and you got yeah. the Miss Miss Ukraine well, who's playing airsoft and
0: again it, yeah it's interesting because you know again you know with Iraq or or Afghanistan you know when we were there during Bush's days every day uh, twenty U S soldiers were killed today. Yeah. Um, Fifteen were maimed, uh, three hundred civilians were killed, and I mean every day was an update about that. You don't get those updates with this. There's no like, well, fifty uh, Ukrainians were killed today, or right. um, you know, a, a nursery wa- was bombed, killing thirteen kids. You know, I mean, it, instead of that, you're getting these profiles and courage. Yeah, a- and it's really bizarre. Again, yeah,
1: totally different from propaganda of yeah. uh, previous wars. Right, wars that we've meddled in, wars that we have pushed. To uproot their governmental structure well, and meddle and, in it, and this is like completely opposite. And, of that. and
0: maybe that's the angle: is that this is this is a war that the media can get behind.
1: That I'm possibly. Right? I mean, I it, mean, how many, how often? I, I I guess I didn't even think about that. How often did we hear people on one side or the other that are like, "If these people aren't willing to fight their own war, why are we going to send our troops to this?" Right? Well. Now they're pushing. These people are clearly able to fight their war, and right. even in that article, it says, um, "Hats off to them." Even though their military pales, according to, they're they're still going to get their asses kicked. But at least they're yeah. going down fighting. <laughs> right. exactly. You know, yeah. Maybe maybe that is the angle of it. Like, yeah. uh, well, the U.S. isn't going to get behind something where they're not willing right. to fight on their own. I mean, how many reports in Afghan? Coming when we pulled out of Afghanistan, did we hear of? Oh, they didn't even care. They just right. laid down their weapons. Yeah. Didn't even put up a fight. Right. So why were we there in the first place? Right. I mean, we can't have that again. Right. We won't support a war where the Ukrainians are just going to lay down their, their but, guns yeah, I mean, and roll over on it.
0: And, and but on the other side of it, Pravda is reporting that um, that they are laying down their weapons. Yeah. And walking away. Right. So, so again, what side do we take on right. this?
1: Yeah. And um, how many many. Billions of dollars. I I think they bumped it up to 350 million was the last I heard to yeah. send for weapons and stuff, so, yeah. and uh, they were looking yeah. to push it to like one and a half billion dollars mm-hmm. uh, into Ukraine. We're not going to support that after seeing the shit show that happened in afghanistan where that billions of dollars in weaponry got just turned over to the enemy right we're not going to support that we're not really we're going to go send uh billions more dollars of weapons just to get turned over to another enemy of ours why why would we do that so maybe you're right maybe it is just uh hey look these guys are willing to stand up for themselves uh so we we
0: should have their back right maybe
1: maybe that's it
0: well i mean you know remember uh in the '80s, how uh, you know how brave uh, you know t- the Taliban were fighting back uh, yeah. the Russians, yeah, right? I mean, they were they they teamed up with Rambo, you know. <laughs> right. I mean, they had a little blurb yeah. right. at the end of uh, Rambo Three about the brave men and women in Afghanistan fighting sure. the Soviets,
1: and that's I mean, when Charlie Wilson went and set a mm-hmm. bunch of money to them to to back them against the Russians yeah. and and all that stuff. So so yeah, I guess maybe play that card versus the um, the hopeless
0: right cause. yeah because right. the hopeless cause i mean which, which is interesting to me because typically that's what gets the americans going yeah right like you know the the, the non-stop tragedy i you think know, we're the burnt out on up. it
1: after 20 years in afghanistan iraq I, I think we're burnt out on it
0: yeah i believe that so yeah. i i
1: can see that all of this to say i don't know if i i i can't believe any of it i can't yeah. believe no. any how, article how, how could you that I read yeah. about any incidents that's going on over there, like yeah. they're they're like, oh, such and such got blown up. It's like, but did it? Yeah, right. Or uh, this person stood up, but did they?
0: Yeah. Well, it's like uh, talking to uh, well our boss today, and he's like, oh, you know, I- I'm so glad that that one uh, brave soldier sacrificed his life to blow up the bridge, so Russia couldn't get to. This to that is city. new to me, but yeah, this but is another story that they had. He? Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. It's like okay, you know <laughs>
1: yeah it, it sucks that we can't right. believe any of it,
0: but you know it's also it's also the first war though that you don't have you don't have reporters on the ground
1: that's weird to me, yeah, especially like everything's social media now, right. yeah, so there's not real reporters right. down there, yeah. Huh, I didn't even i, I, I didn't that even think just about occurred that. to me, yeah, that, weird,
0: yeah, this is the first time we we haven't had people on the ground filming everything
1: yeah interesting we'll have to look into that yeah so i've got this article this basically this headline basically says everything i feel about this war the headline is question all of it the current western propaganda for ukraine is epic in scale and i believe it i absolutely believe it and i don't think it's just western propaganda no. It's probably russian propaganda too absolutely. I, I mean we both have our own propaganda yeah arms in our governments So this one is from Zero Hedge. It says, When we shared yesterday that all interested observers should be very wary of the information from media sources around Ukraine, there was a reason for that. Question everything. Take nothing at face value. It says, If you have never experienced the propaganda push surrounding war, the totality of the inbound bullshit can be destabilizing, overwhelming, and unnerving. It's one of the reasons the CTH doesn't share immediate information. Everyone has an agenda. Everything we are seeing in the U.S. media surrounding U.S. interests in Ukraine is a massive propaganda operation with the headquarters in the U.S. State Department and U.S. intelligence community. The sense of sympathy you are feeling is part of an intentionally manipulative operation from within the D.C. matrix. The images, pictures, videos, speeches, sound bites, and cinematography broadcast by U.S. corporate media are all purposefully intended to create a very specific outlook within the American people towards the issue in Ukraine. The leftist United Nation and the leftist U.S. State Department—I don't think it has anything to do with being leftist or, or no, not. I think no. it's across the board. Um, we'll work together on this, just like they did. They have done in prior examples. Uh, Ukraine, Libya, it says Ukraine 1.0, Libya, Egypt, etc. It's very easy to become a victim of psychological warfare intended to manipulate our opinions. So you think we're living in psych- psychological
0: warfare right oh, now? Absolutely, absolutely. More so
1: than the actual physical warfare over there? I believe that, yes. I do too. says the neocons, war-promoting agents working on behalf of the Uniparty and collective globalist interests are all united in their effort. Unfortunately, almost everything being transmitted from corporate news into our psyche is just part of a battle for your mind. The goal is to create a self-fulfilling prophecy. This is why people who are familiar with these types of tactics often tap out when the drum beats get the loudest. Goes on to say, Everything in modern warfare is storytelling. Question all of it. The stories of 13 guards on an island telling Russian naval ship to fuck off, Yeah, it was a lie. Turns out they surrendered. (laughs) Oh, I didn't read that part. Wow, okay. I I read they were alive, but I didn't hear they surrendered. That would explain why they are alive. The ghost of Kiev, pilot, the lady with the sunflower seeds, etc., now are all recognized as lies and propaganda, and do not expect it to stop because it won't. Thus the nature of warfare for your mind. And it looks like that's it for this article, but... Basically, all this to state that, hey, um, don't buy into this shit. Yeah. Even as, yeah. as flowery as it sounds, as, as great as it sounds, mm. as inspiring as it sounds, uh, you, you probably should question this because yeah. there's a spin, there's an angle to all of this. Right. It might sound great, and maybe it is just to get the people all, um, all like, a a nice boost mm. in confidence. But the Western media doesn't need to boost Ukrainian people, so the fact right. that the Western media is sitting here slamming this in our faces mm-hmm. says yeah, there's an angle to this. Right. Uh, CD says, Zero Hedge is the uh, only one I'm reading. He's the only one covering the Bitcoin aspect of all of this. CD, bit, uh, Zero Hedge is my go-to source to find yeah. the the most logical explanation because mm-hmm. it doesn't ever seem like they have like a a side spin to any of this right. so usually that is my primary so that's the first place i go when i'm looking for something to talk about is hey what's zero hedge talking yeah. about because they usually have the shit that all the other media is not talking about mm-hmm. so that's why i always have zero hedge in my list of yeah. articles here just because they're my favorite i yeah. think um so what was i talking about oh ju- just yeah the spin don't believe it all yeah don't believe any of it is basically question. Yeah. At least question all of it.
0: Yeah, it's valid.
1: I don't. I I mean I don't know how we could possibly get a true uh, depiction of what's going on there unless right. we have our own person on the ground that is looking right. at this. I don't. I don't know how we could yeah, possibly it, it, because the media. That's all it is is uh, an arm of propaganda yeah. for for the federal government for elitist corporations. We. I mean we've talked for. Almost two years now about the media being in bed with the government and with these yeah. elite organizations and stuff to, to spin things and mm-hmm. to push certain agendas. So right. when corporate media starts talking about this stuff, you got to think, what's their spin? What's the right. agenda in all of this? It's it's not, hey, we got to save Ukraine. No, right. there, no there's no. something more here. Yeah.
0: They don't care about Ukraine.
1: So <clears throat> there was a book... We're going to get into break probably a little early because I've I have i have got I want to get into the crazy shit in the second half. So so this was all the whole everything was meant to end in war. That hence the title, meant mm-hmm. to end in war. I mean this has been in the works. This has been the plan, this has been the agenda is to eventually push Russia into into some sort of a conflict. Right. Um, I think timing is everything. I think um, the reason why it's taken so many years as, as it has is because it's kind of, it's been this ongoing plan and this ongoing yeah. process to get the timing just right to mm-hmm. where uh, this isn't just going to get out of hand. Well, I, I think they think that this is the moment yeah. here.
0: Well, and, and if you remember, with Trump wasn't pushing NATO. Right. right. Whereas Biden was pushing, he was the cheerleader for NATO. He was the one that was trying to expand it. Trump wasn't trying to expand NATO. Well, that's he was trying to Trump get them was, to pay up.
1: Trump was uh, Putin's love child, remember? Well, oh, yeah, that's true. So he that's was in true. bed with Putin. So right. obviously he doesn't want to well, expand course. because he, I mean, that that's another propaganda mm. thing is that, uh, oh, Trump has Putin's back and all, Trump's praising Putin. The, I, I did s- read that Trump said that. Putin's really smart in the way Mm -hmm. he's doing this. Right. I mean... Maybe he is. <laughs> yeah. Hats off to him. Maybe he is he's, he's kind of smart doing this. Yeah. That's not saying, Hey, good job, Mr. Putin. Uh um, right. yeah. you did it. You finally you finally pulled it off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is a really smart this man. Is this is Jeff Goldblum. like <laughs> Son of a
0: bitch actually did it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's 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 a really, really smart man and I just wanna uh uh just uh just compliment him on his war making abilities and if it wasn't for Mr. Putin this war never would have happened in the first place and <laughs> my hats off to to I I want to give him a, a round of applause with my tiny hands and yeah everything's blown out of proportion yes right. he did say yeah he's a really smart man but or really he did this really smart is what yeah. he said but this has turned into Trump keeps uh, praising Putin on this attack in Ukraine and yeah. blah 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 yeah. and oh yeah the other one was if you don't support basically Ukraine and all of this you're a far right Nazi
0: right. Like
1: or like Which is uh, ironic that you would say that. <laughs> yeah, far far right far right groups um
2: Yeah favor uh, Putin favor.
1: because yeah. he's white. Yeah, right. Isn't I mean go back to that picture of Zelensky? He's I mean He's pretty white too. He's pretty pretty freaking white from what I can see here. Yeah. So for them to say, Oh, uh the far right only likes Putin because he's white what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> They're both right, white.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so um like I started to get into this, this has all been the game. This has been yeah. in the playbooks for decades. This yeah. has been war game for decades. Yeah, and I know this because there's this book that came out in '97. So this was written by Z- Zbigniew Brzezinski. He was a national security advisor to Jimmy Carter. Yes, and also a member of the Council of Foreign Relations. Oh. Didn't realize that part. So he's on that, too. So we talked a lot about the Council on Foreign Relations last week, which is the think tank of all U.S. foreign policy and our quest to conquer the world, basically. Uh, But, yeah, he sat on Carter's uh, board. He was his national security advisor. He wrote this book called The Grand Chessboard an American, American primacy and its geostrategic imperatives. And this is a clip from that book. And this is actually, and there's like a little blurb from an article that was talking about it too. Um, so this from the book says, Ukraine, Azerbaijan, South Korea, Turkey, and Iran play the role of critically important geopolitical pivots. He wrote in the Grand Chessboard, a book viewed as many as a blueprint for the U.S. world domination.
0: I need to read
1: that book. I I was going to say we need to read this one and yes. do a whole episode on this book alone, uh, but basically this book was his his hmm. idea of foreign policy. He was also a professor of American foreign policy at John Hopkins University. Says regarding the landmass of Eurasia as the center of global power, Brzezinski sets out to formulate a Eurasian geostrategy for the United States. And particularly, he writes that no Eurasian challenger should emerge that can dominate Eurasia and thus also challenge U.S. global preeminence. So basically, like the geostrategy to for the U.S. to dominate Eurasia, the Eurasian territories. Mm-hmm. Like, and and you saw in that one blurb there. Yeah. You've got not only Ukraine, but Azerbaijan, which, which is a highly contested area. highly contested area. South Korea, which back to the Korean War, yeah. Turkey, which you haven't seen a lot with Turkey. No, but but I think they're, they're, they're on our side.
0: Of, they're a NATO member, yeah. so
1: and Iran, and we're always seeing shit about yeah, Iran. Right. So if you control those, those are yeah. key key areas. Yeah. In in the on Which, the grand chessboard. I
0: mean, we were allies with Iran, and we lost that during the Carter administration. So <laughs> way you know, to go, good just job. That out there.
1: Yeah. So how'd that work out for them? So this, they see this whole game, this mm-hmm. whole chessboard again. Yeah. They're back to, risk. Back to my uh T-shirt design. That we're not your fucking pawns in yeah. your your grand chessboard here. We don't want to play this game yeah. with you anymore. We're we we are our own we we control ourselves we're our own kings and queens or whatever not your fucking pawns so leave us the hell out of it yeah. if you want to play your stupid games and take right. over the world that's fine don't don't drag our sons and daughters right. into it yeah so so we got this big chess game and it's like i said it's been in the works forever mm-hmm. and that's what gets us to where we are now is just yeah. this is a part of the overall game to conquer this conquering game CD says most world leaders are white men. That's true. Yeah, so I'll give that to you. So <laughs> I mean, we could be considered Nazis if we back most world leaders. So I don't I don't know. You think you think this was a like Biden called him called it uh an unprovoked or um uh, premeditated, unprovoked attack by no. Russia on Ukraine. Do you it, think that's what all this was? No. They provoked the shit out of this. <laughs> <laughs> who, who did? They, they all did. Yeah. I mean, NATO, the United States. The UN. Mean, yeah. Um, yeah. Everybody pushed yes. pushed it to this yeah. since the reign of the Soviet Union. I mean, yeah. this has kind of been the game. Right. That's why well, we wanted the Soviet and, Union gone. It wasn't because of the spread of communism. Right. Oh, the people need better. They need right. democracy. No. It was one group had... The, the biggest influence on Eurasia, which is very, very important for like yeah. global trade, global banking, um, the moneymakers yeah. need those strategic places. And when the USSR dominated it, spe- right. and then China on top of that being a communist country, mm-hmm. the two of them together dominated that whole sphere. Yeah, It's been in the works. Hey, w- we need to be the primary influence here. Yeah. And so that has been the game the whole time, and this is just an extension of that game. Yes. and It's for us to expand our dominance in the region. Right, yeah. So we're going to get into more of that shit in the second half uh, because the whole story, the public story, at least the Western story, of how this all kicked off was Russia annexing Crimea, just, like, wanting... Right. More
0: wanting expansion yeah. to expand. After the Olympics, 2014, yep. boom.
1: Yeah, and then there was the civil war in yeah. Ukraine, which Russia just took advantage of, a crisis in Ukraine, because they want to expand right. to pre, uh, to Soviet the so, so Soviet levels. Yeah, yeah. so they want to expand back out to the Soviet levels, and, and that's the official story is— well, obviously, I mean that's at least all we remember because right. we've all been memory hold. Yeah, right. To think, well, yeah, obviously this has been going on since 2014. Yeah. It's just, been, uh, it's been simmering since yeah. since he annexed Crimea. Right.
0: Yeah, and we just remember, like, wow, what a shitty thing to do after the Olympics <laughs> to go take over Crimea. Yeah, <laughs> and then
1: look now. I, yeah, dates and times and all these things. I I think people pay attention to like. Oh, yeah to like symbols and and numerology and stuff all those elite people pay attention to that. I I think it is intentional that this happened immediately after the Olympics, just like it happened to 2014 immediately after eight years later. Boom. Yeah. Here it is. We're repeating it all over again. So we're going to get into that stuff. There's an alternate story of what happened in 2014. than I think we're being told. And again, if, if you guys have heard this stuff, tell us we're retarded and we should have known this because I mean it's kind of our job where, to know this where stuff. Are you? Yeah. But I think the majority of the people were memory hold to the point where that's what we we view it as, as, oh yeah, yeah Russia took over Crimea and then that their whole game has yeah. been to take over Ukraine this whole time. Right. Because it's kind of been uh rumored since two thousand fourteen, well, Russia's gonna take over Ukraine. They're gonna take you yeah. know, it's it's been in the works yeah. since. So there's more to it than that. There's always more to the story. We're going to talk about the the additional parts of the story that they don't tell us here in the United States too much. Uh, when we come back from break, it is about that time. We're going to take oh four or five minutes, catch our breath, get something to drink, go do whatever it is you guys need to do. Make sure you come back because the juicy, fun stuff, yeah. scary stuff always comes in the second half, and it's the part we enjoy the most. We like to... We like to push that to the second half so you stick around through the first half. Absolutely. So, when we come stuff. back that's what we're going to talk about we're going to talk about some of the, like the alternative story mm. to what's going on in Russia and Ukraine right. At least one of the alternative yeah. stories.
0: Yeah. There's a couple.
1: So, we'll be right back in just a couple minutes. Don't go anywhere. Goodbye. <laughs> We are back. We are talking, surprisingly, about the Russia-Ukraine conflict.
0: Yeah. Didn't expect that, did you? No, definitely <laughs>
1: not. I feel like we're taking it a twist from what most people are talking we're, about, we're, though. Yeah,
0: I think so, too. People are <laughs> probably a little pissed at us.
1: Yeah. I, I like the ghost of
0: Ukraine. Come on. <laughs> yeah, how, how dare you bash on the ghost of Ukraine or missed Ukraine as my yeah. love crush. <laughs> and, and those people on Snake Island, they were heroes. <laughs> Yeah. Clearly, you had uh, you had something you pulled up over break. There. Yeah, so apparently uh, Facebook and Twitter said that they uh, removed a couple of uh, uh, posts that are uh, are kind of anti-Ukrainian uh, that are kind of spreading false information. So
1: define false information. Define anti-Ukrainian. I'm not right? anti-Ukrainian at no, all. No, no. I'm uh, anti pushing us into war under false pretense. I am against uh, propaganda. Yeah. So, again, it comes back to who determines what's misinformation in all of this the, when it's... The bots. Yeah, obviously. But the bots that um, were basically created by the same same people that created all the propaganda that's coming out of this. Yes. So, let's, let's continue with this. Let's kill the music and continue. Because we got, we got a lot to cover still. Again, uh... It's interesting trying to see where this goes, because to see where this goes, we have to see where this all started. And I talked briefly before we went to break about how um, everybody thinks that it was that it came from Crimea Russia just rolling right. into Crimea yeah. unannounced and just uh, taking over Crimea. All, all willy-nilly. Because, like, they, because they want the Soviet Union yeah, back right. to what it was. Yeah. They want to restore Putin the Soviet Union. wants
0: to restore Mother Russia to mm-hmm. its former glory. And so that's the whole basis that we know
1: around it. And yeah. we've all been memory-holed to know how any of this ever really happened. They don't want us to realize right. that... The, Shit that actually happened—that yeah. the U.S. actually possibly perpetrated. What happened in 2014? The Most U.S. Uh, possibly more than likely uh, perpetrated the uh, civil war that happened in Ukraine, that led to all the discontent in the first place, that led yeah. to um, the ousting of a supposedly democratically elected president right. to um, replace him with a less pro-Russia, yes, more uh, pro-like. Global trade,
0: yeah, right. Style president, which, which, if you go back into your history, the United States kind of has a history of doing that.
1: Yeah, in most (laughs) most of the places we've been, that's what they like to do is go in and meddle and um, install their own president. I mean, how many times have we said this person's a ruthless leader? Let's take him out, like Gaddafi. Like we tried with Castro. We tried with um, in North Korea. We've. I mean, we tried Saddam Hussein. Yeah. Right. You name it, we've done it. Yeah, and Assad. All, yeah, yeah. So, all of these, all of these things, comes from U.S. foreign meddling. That unless there is legitimate, uh, like human rights abuses, right, that you can prove. Yeah, not right. not right. like the the fake videos of babies in incubators, right. But like legitimate, you can prove. Hey, actual human rights violations are happening right now. Right then we need to keep our fucking hands out of it. Right. And it's funny how we put our hands in in these things, in these... We meddle in these countries like Ukraine or like in Iraq and Haiti and all these places, but then when we know human rights violations right. are happening in China. Yeah. We're like,
0: eh. We, we don't know what their culture is. It's just you
1: know. the it's difference in culture, yeah. man. Right. I mean, well, what do you want us to do? We can't tell them how to run their culture. It's just interesting.
0: Yeah, right. The double standard. The there.
1: double standard between by American country interest, to country. Yeah. yeah. Just based on, yeah, based on our interests and what, what yeah. we want to actually pursue. So, um, again, this, this all... All we know of all this is it had something to do with Ukraine civil war yeah. and annexing Crimea, and then people are saying still. Th- so so this is what <laughs> led me down this path. This is kind of how I went with this. Is I I read articles about this, and people are suggesting that well Putin's going to roll into Kiev and take out Zelensky, and he's going to install his own puppet leader in ukraine so he's not necessarily going to annex ukraine but he right. wants to put his own puppet like pro-russian right. puppet in it as the head of ukraine and then i i kept coming across different articles that were like oh you mean like the u.s did in 2014 i was like what right right I feel like I should have I should know what this is, right, and it took a few times of me reading that. I'm like, oh yeah that that probably makes sense, that seems like something we would do, but it never clicked to hey, I should go look into this right, yeah. and like by the third or fourth time I see you mean like the rush- uh the u s did to Ukraine in two thousand and fourteen, how they fucked up Ukraine yeah. and installed their own puppet leader in Ukraine. I'm just like, whoa shit, I gotta look into this, yeah, and then I started looking into it, and I was like. Bill, last night I was like, oh, read this, and you're like, oh, fuck. All right, this is going a completely different route <laughs> That's here. our typical night. <laughs> so I've got this article here that says, that's titled, How and Why the U.S. Government Perpetrated the 2014 Coup in Ukraine. Yes. Again, I never even thought that there was a coup in Ukraine. Right. yeah. But apparently there was. So yes. we're g- we have to talk about we can't not talk about the yeah. we can't talk about Russia invading Ukraine without talking going back and talking about the right. 2014 US yeah. perpetrated this coup is in Ukraine.
0: Kind of the roots of Yeah, it's of the, this. it's
1: the lead up to it. It's yeah. probably what pissed off Putin in the first right. place yeah. and and led to all this insanity that's going yeah. on right now. So let me pull this one up. This one's from moderndiplomacy.com or .eu. So it's european apparently Ooh, a lot. so i i feel like there's different sentiment about what happened in ukraine in 2014 in right. european countries than what we are allowed to talk about here in the united states right so a lot of these documents don't come from us sources makes sense so it could be russian propaganda for all i know right. but it's still worth reading right it says this document that the new cold war between the us and russia did not start as the western myth has it, with Russia's involvement in the breakaway of Crimea and Donbass from Ukraine, after Ukraine, next door to Russia, had suddenly turned rapidly hostile towards Russia in February of 2014. Ukraine's replacing its democratically elected neutralist government in February of 2014 by a rapidly anti-Russian government was a violent event which produced many corpses. It's presented in the west as having been a revolution instead of a coup. But whatever it was, it certainly generated the new Cold War, the economic sanctions and NATO buildup on Russia's border, and to know whether it was a coup or instead a revolution is to know what exactly or what actually started the new Cold War and why. So this is historically very important. So I'm going to—this I'm. This is a really long article. I read the whole thing, but I can't read sure. the whole thing here because we don't have enough time. Yeah. So I'm going to scroll down a bit. It says, If America's successful February 2014 overthrow and replacement of Ukraine's democratically elected neutralist government doesn't soon produce a world-ending nuclear war, World War III, then there will be historical accounts of that overthrow. And the accounts are already increasingly trending and consolidating towards a historical consensus that it was a coup. So everywhere else in the world— Besides the US, they're saying, hey, this wasn't this wasn't a civil war, this wasn't a revolution, this was a foreign coup. Right. Yeah. And by foreign coup, a Western backed, US backed coup. Yeah. Says that that the termination of then existing democratic Though, like all his predecessors, corrupt Ukrainian government wasn't authentically a revolution such as the U.S. government has contended and certainly wasn't at all democratic, but was instead a coup and very bloody one at that and totally illegal, though backed by the West. <clears throat> so it talks about this Victoria Newland, who was uh, Barack Obama's. Uh, it, she was like the. The uh, assistant. Secretary of State or something like that. Yeah. She was like the vice secretary of state, which I didn't even know there was a thing. Mm. But she had a heavy hand in all of this stuff because from what this is saying and what um, other reports are saying, she basically handpicked the person that Mm. would replace the, the current Ukrainian president says her name's Victoria Newland. It says clearly, Victoria Victoria Newland, U.S. President Barack Obama's central agent overseeing the coup, at least during the month of February 2014, when it climaxed, was crucial not only in overthrowing the existing Ukrainian government, but in selecting and installing its rapidly anti-Russian replacement. Hmm. The January 27, 2014, phone conversation between her and America's ambassador in Ukraine. Jeffrey Pyatt was a particularly seminal event and it was uploaded to YouTube February 4th, 2014. I have discussed elsewhere that the call and its of the call in its significance. Newland there and then abandoned the EU's hope for a still democratic but less corrupt future government for Ukraine. And Newland famous, famously said on the call, fuck the EU, and she instructed Pyatt to choose instead the rapidly anti-Russian far-right. Arseny Yet Yats- which she calls Yats. Okay. I have this phone conversation I'm going to play a few clips of it and you can tell me if you feel like she is plotting, I guess, mm. who should be I mean in the very least she's plotting who should should take over once they overthrow this yeah. guy. So I I'm just I just got a little bit to play out of this.
2: In terms of him not going into the government, just let him sort of stay out and do his political homework and stuff. I'm just thinking, in terms of sort of the process moving ahead, we want to keep the moderate Democrats
0: together. The problem is going to be Tony Blink and his guys, and you know I'm sure that's part of what Yanukovych is calculating on all of this. Um, I kind of. I think Yachts is the guy who's got the economic experience, the governing experience. He's he's the guy, you know, what he needs is Cleach and Tani Book on the outside. He needs to be talking to them four times a week. You know?
1: So this is months before the overthrow mm-hmm. of the current president okay. at the time. Got it. When this Yachts, who is, uh, I got his name written down, Arseniy Yatsenyuk, or she calls Yachts, which is easy to, easier to say. She, What they're saying is she basically hand-selected this guy. Okay. For this role, and then months later, um, so so the the overthrow hadn't happened yet. The civil war was really bloody, and it, it was heading that direction, but they hadn't ousted the old guy yet. Gotcha. And then a few months gotcha. later, this yacht takes over power after she pretty much handpicked handpicked him. him. Okay.
0: You know, I, I I just think Cleach going in, he's going to be at that level. Working for Yatsenyuk, it's just not going to work. Yeah, no, I think that's you know? I think that's right. Okay, good. Well, do you want us to try
2: to set up a call with him? This is the next step.
1: So then there was another part I want you had to hear too. Listen to this.
2: that.
0: Okay. He, he's now gotten both Sari and Ban Ki Moon to agree that Sari could come in Monday or Tuesday. Okay. So that would be great, I think, to help glue this thing and have the UN help glue it, and you know, fuck the EU. No, exactly, and I think we've got to do something to make it stick together because you can be pretty sure that if it does if it does start to gain altitude, the Russians will be working behind the scenes to try to torpedo it.
1: <laughs> the Russians are the problem that are going to be working behind the scenes. It seems very clear that the United States is working behind the scenes to make this shit happen. They want yeah. the UN to come in and make this thing stick because the EU, as that article was stating, was trying to kind of— work on some kind of quasi-democratic solution here. And she's basically like, fuck the EU. We need to make this. This is what we want. We need to make this stick. And apparently this guy is, like, ultra, super far right. And we'll get into that a little bit more. Like, part of possibly Nazis, literal, like, not Nazis. When we talk about Nazis in this episode, we're not talking, like, Trump Nazis or, like, uh, MAGA Nazis or whatever. We're talking, like, armband-wearing,
0: uh, Kyle yeah. Hitler saluting, yeah. saying, "Well, saying fuck the Jews." Yeah, literal. Yeah, literal. This guy literally is like, um, "We're not like Hitler, but we basically want to do what he did."
1: Yeah, uh, we don't agree with everything Hitler did. We just want to do it better. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. pretty much what it sounds so, like, like. So they don't want to lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. I mean, these are straight up Nazis. And yeah. so, and we'll get into the Nazis a little yeah. more.
0: So um, Newland, um, she's been in the game for a while, mm-hmm. and I thought you would appreciate this part here. Uh, so apparently, um, let me get to that part. Okay, so she served under Clinton, um, and uh, then it says that uh, Newland served as the principal deputy foreign policy advisor to Dick Cheney. Really? Ex- Exercising <laughs> an influential role during the years of the U.S. invasion and occupi- occupation of Iraq from 2005 to th- 2008. So um, she's with she was, my
1: favorite Dick Cheney, yes, my favorite foreign policy before, guy.
0: Before she was sent to NATO. Um, okay. So apparently this phone call has been leaked, and uh, they asked the uh, the they asked um, the EU about it, mm-hmm. and all they said is, "Well, we're not going to comment on a, a alleged leaked conversation." Well, there's
1: another leaked conversation where EU guys were like. Uh, yeah, it does seem like this was a coup, but uh, basically they didn't care that it was a coup.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and, and I like this. So they asked uh, Hillary Clinton about it, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, she had left uh, the State Department by the time of the leak. Her, her comment is this it didn't have lasting diplomatic re- re- repercussions.
1: That's because all they focused on was the fuck you part. Oh, exactly. Nobody focused, none of the media focused on the part that, yeah. hey, we hand-selected somebody right. to a yeah. puppet guy to put into Ukraine. No, they, they solely focused... Well, this lady said, fuck the EU, and the EU was like, "Ah, eh, that was kind of mean and yeah. nasty, and then Hillary responded just—she was specifically responding oh, to well, that and then part. she
0: says—and um, this is just an example of Russia weaponizing uh, intelligence. Oh, yeah. So. We always, always yeah. got to use Russia on that. So,
1: scrolling down on this article, I'm going to continue. This part gets a little interesting. It says, uh, the network behind the coup had actually started planning for the coup back in 2011. Holy shit. That was when Eric Schmidt of Google and Jared Cohen also now works for Google, but still continuing, though unofficially, as U.S. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton's chief person tasked to the plan, to plan popular movements to overthrow both Yanukovych in Ukraine and Assad in Syria. So wow. So these are Google guys, but they- this guy was also on Hillary Clinton's yeah. task force to basically oust uh, Yana, Yanukovych, whatever his yeah. name is, and Assad. So he he was playing both both wow. both chess boards.
0: And and it was during this time they went after both of them, Syria mm-hmm. and and Ukraine. Ukraine
1: says then on. Uh, March first, two thousand and thirteen, the implementation of this plan started. The first tech camp to train far right Ukrainians how to organize online. The mass dem- That's why they needed the the Google guys. Right. Was to train these people how to organize online. So when yeah. they talk about all these far right movements organizing online mm. over here, that was their strategy yeah. in Ukraine, uh, according to this article, right. allegedly. Allegedly. Um, the, the first tech camp. Tech camp to train far-right Ukrainians how to organize online the mass demonstrations against Yanukovych was held inside the U.S. embassy in Kiev on that date, which mm. was over nine months before the maiden demonstrations, which is the big bloodiest right. thing that, that kicked off the bloody civil war, was this maiden square sure. demonstration. Uh was nine months before the maiden demonstrations to overthrow Ukraine's democratically elected president started November 20th, 2013. Um, Let's see. Let's scroll down because there was a sniper incident. Yes. That started all of this shit yeah. to begin with. So it says on November 19th, 2007 was issued. The hidden truth about Ukraine part one and two summarizing. Uh, two Georgian snipers say Sakavili hired them in T- Tbilisi for a U.S.-backed operation, but they know only about the Georg- Georgian legion part. They think it was patterned on Georgia's Rose Revolution. They got $1,000 for the operation and flew to Kiev on January 15th and were promised $5,000 on return. We had to provoke the Burkut police so they would attack the people. So that... The snipers were sent there right. to provoke the police to attack. Yeah. And vice versa, the the people to attack the police. Mm-hmm. So they were the provocateurs of this whole thing. It wasn't um the people and the police got into right. it. Like something had to spark this thing. Right. There was this mass demonstration and they were there to spark it. it says by February fifteenth, the situation at Maiden was getting worse every day. Then the first shots were fired. It was February fifteenth or sixteenth. Um Mamunashvili, <laughs> there's a lot of weird names, introduced them to an American military guy, Brian Christopher Boyinger, a former sniper for the 101st Airborne Division, who after Maiden, he went to Donbass to fight in the Georgia Legion. But during the coup climax, the fa- far-right Andrew Perubi Came very often, and Brian always accompanied him. Hmm. So this American sniper, former sniper, American Army guy, yeah, was behind the scenes all the time with these mm-hmm. perpetrators of this this event. <clears throat> it says, and also instructing them was Vladimir Perus. one of the leaders of the maiden the snipers were told to not aim but just to kill people randomly to create chaos there was also two lithuanian snipers in the room some went down from ukraine hotel to the second floor of the conservatory building balcony they started to take out the guns and distributed them to each group then i heard shots from the next room it lasted 15 minutes then they all were ordered to escape on February 13, 2015, was telecast a German documentary made in snipers, German TV exposed um, with English subs. It says, in which one of the demonstrators said that many of the bullets were fired from buildings controlled by the demonstrators. So they're trying to say, like, they shot demonstrators, from what it sounds like. Yeah. And then the demonstrators thought the cops were shooting. Right. And then, yeah. or or vice versa. They shot the cops, and then the cops thought the demonstrators were shooting. But they were shot from demonstrator-controlled locations. Okay. So it couldn't have been the cops because these buildings were controlled already by the demonstrators. Um, and at least the possibility exists that some of the right sector snipers were taking positions atop government buildings so as to fire down into the crowd. What are you going to say?
0: Oh, no, I'm just—I'm uh, just—I'm— I'm, I'm. Got yeah, something in my head. So,
1: <laughs> do you want to let it out for <laughs> not, the world to hear? No, no, not
0: yet. I, I, okay. I, I need to. You want to process? I, well, I need to look a little bit more. Ah, okay. So,
1: the key here is it says. Moreover, they were the same snipers killing people on both sides.
0: What was the name of the American?
1: That. Uh, his name was. Uh, Christopher or Brian Christopher Boyinger. Boyinger. B o y e n g e r. So it goes on to say, on February 1st, 2016, posted a French documentary on YouTube, uh, which shows from a meeting in Davos, Victoria Nuland, the announcer, trying to speak with her and saying to the audience, the U.S. diplomat who came to support the revolution, could she really ignore the existence of the paramilitaries? So she she was saying U.S. diplomats were supporting the revolution. Mm -hmm. Um, We see how the revolution started by outside provocateurs, right. with one being supposedly an American sniper, yeah. and um, this Newland that's saying, hey, we got diplomats supporting this, was the one that handpicked Yachts as the new president. So you see how they think that this is potentially a coup right? Yeah, that was provoked by the United States into this revolution, quote-unquote revolution. Right. So what do you think so far? I, I see your wheels are spinning.
0: No, I— it, yeah, I mean, it just, the circumstances of it just um, seem super similar to some other um, events. And so yeah. I, I'm just curious, like, how many times has this been done? You know, <laughs> Probably I mean, a lot more w- than
1: we even know. Well,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it just, I mean, the whole setup of it just sounds eerily familiar mm-hmm. to the whole Las Vegas thing.
1: Oh shit! Yeah, holy shit, Bill! You you keep pulling at threads I didn't even know existed. Yeah. So, man, you know that you know that's my I know my story. I know know that's one that still troubles me to this day. And you're going to bring Las Vegas into all of this. I know. I know. Are you serious? I I didn't
0: mean to. It's just where my head went when you were describing the whole circumstances of the whole situation. (sighs)
1: Now i got to go back and think about Las Vegas again. <laughs> this goes on to say, uh, U.S. propaganda still treats the matter as if Russia is what threatens Ukraine. That's not generally the case in the propaganda by other governments. Even U.K. propaganda commonly acknowledges that a more overly fascist, even Nazi, takeover of Ukraine's government is what mainly threatens the people of Ukraine. I did not know even the yeah. U.K.
0: is on the board with that. that. That's... Yeah, and you know when when we saw the uh, thing from Pravda saying how you know P- Putin's trying to try to like take the the Nazism out of Ukraine, mm-hmm. we laughed about it.
1: Well, like you, you've got to be kidding! Even right. Putin's yeah. like, throwing around the word Nazi, and apparently there are literal Nazis. Yeah. Like he's not blowing like saying every uh, person on the right is a Nazi. He's actually saying there are literal yeah. Nazis, and these people not only do they hate Jews, but they hate Russians is the is the yeah. the primary thing there. They hate the Russians, they hate um communists and they they're nationalists. They stand for like they don't want to split Ukraine between right. whatever. They stand for like one Ukraine yeah. but they want it to be only Ukrainians. Right. Yeah. Across the board. Which yeah. which we saw in other in the other articles that um, Ukraine has their own traditions apart from Russia mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. So yeah. they see themselves as totally separate from Russia. Yeah. And they want all the Russians out. Yeah. And the Nazis are the ones that but, I mean I, I, I've got another article that's gonna explain the Nazi part a little bit thorough more thoroughly. D- I
0: mean, do you remember like, I mean, with the whole Trump thing coming into office and all of a sudden there's all these talks about white supremacy and mm-hmm. Nazism, and and you and I had both t- it's like, where's this coming from? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's like it came out of nowhere. Yeah. And it turns out that, well, this is this is what they're doing to Ukraine. (laughs) Yeah, but it's (laughs) and how many other countries, you know?
1: Yeah, and we're actually backing Nazis in those countries. Right, exactly says the U.S. regime and its massively deceived population are being increasingly isolated internationally, and so the U.S. government increasingly stands out as the world's leader of fascism, and even as the leader of fascism's racist form, which is Nazism. But still, what continues to be effectively prohibited throughout the U.S. and its vassal nations is public acknowledgement that the U.S. government perpetrated a coup in Ukraine that overthrew Ukraine's government in February 2014— and replaced it with a Nazi anti-Russian regime, and thereby started the current Cold War, which is much hotter than the U.S. side acknowledges or allows the public to know.
0: That's insane that we didn't know any of that.
1: Yeah, it's insa- like when I was reading this, I was just like, "Yeah, what the hell is all this? Like, yeah. <laughs> where did this come from? Where, like, why? Why don't we know this part yeah. of history here?" Right. So let me. I've got another article. I know there's a lot of a lot of reading the second half, but we got to get context here, right? Exactly. And we have we haven't been allowed to have context in all of this all this time. Yeah. And even if even if this is Russian propaganda or whatever, at least we have to read to get their percepti- right. perception perception right. of it. You got to get both sides of a story to yeah. know what's actually going on because we know that we are being yeah fed a, a yes. shit ton of propaganda on our side and anti-russian propaganda anti-putin propaganda and russia is probably feeding a shit ton of yeah. russian anti-american propaganda so maybe if you look at both sides maybe mm. maybe we can find a story in all this but right. it doesn't sound like like these aren't coming out of these aren't like russian sources no they're not like the first one i read was it was a european moderndiplomacy.eu which is probably an EU right, <laughs> publication. Right, yeah. This one is uh, MR, MR org, which I'm not even sure where this one comes out of. But this one's titled, uh, What You Really Should Know About Ukraine. And this one gets more into the Nazi side of it, which I found the most interesting. But this, this part here I wanted to mention first, which is, uh, the West wants investor-friendly policies in Ukraine, which— Right,
0: and we talked about that, and yeah. I was like, they're trying to make it into the next Haiti. Yeah. Or what they tried to do in Haiti and failed miserably, they're trying <laughs> to do with Ukraine.
1: Yeah, uh, but this is a, a strategic position right. for world trade. This is a, a strategic location for, in Eurasia mm-hmm. for world trade and world dominance. Which goes back to the book also. Yeah, obviously. So this says the drop— Backdrop in 2014 coup and annexation cannot be understood without looking at the U.S. strategy to open Ukrainian markets to foreign investors and give control of its economy to giant multinational corporations. It's the corporations, the NGOs, and all these people that run the show around here. They're the ones that make the calls. So if they... Yeah, I have a strategy for a certain location. You bet your ass we're going to go to war. Right? How many times did we joke in the early two thousands? Like, oh, they found oil there. We're going to go to war there next. I mean, it's not just oil anymore. No,
0: absolutely. And but this leads lends credence to that. And again, you know, when you have so many prime investors on the Council of Foreign Relations, Mm -hmm. which dictates American foreign policy, Mm -hmm. that's the way we flow.
1: That's our direction. We're going to head. Says a. a key tool for this has been the International Monetary Fund, which leverages aid, loan, aid loans to push governments to adopt policies friendly to foreign investors. The IMF is funded by a, and represents Western financial capital and governments and has been at the forefront of efforts to reshape economies around the world. That quote-unquote reshape, you like take over and throw in puppet yeah. governments, basically, um, often with disastrous results. The civil war in Yemen and the coup in Bolivia both followed a rejection of IMF terms. Hmm. Did not know that. I'd like to look into more of these. It says, in Ukraine, the IMF had long planned to implement a series of economic reforms to make the country more attractive to investors. These included cutting wage controls, or lowering wages, reforming and reducing health and education sectors, which made up the bulk of employment in Ukraine, and cutting natural gas subsidies to Ukrainian citizens that made energy affordable to the general public. Coup plotters like U.S. Assistant Secretary of State Victoria Nuland repeatedly stressed the need for Ukrainian government to enact the the necessary reforms. In 2013, after early steps to integrate with the West, Ukrainian President Viktor Yanukovych uh, turned against these changes and ended trade integration talks with the EU. Months before his overthrow, he restarted economic negotiations with Russia. It's just a big coincidence right. yeah. that um we're pushing Ukraine towards these major trade agreements, these major trade reforms to make them more attractive to investors. And all of a sudden the president's like, I don't feel like you guys have our back with this. I'm pulling out of this and actually we're going to— Reinstate negotiations with Russia. Then suddenly a civil war breaks out right. over there. Yeah. Just coincidence. Right. Right. Uh, at six, eight months later, massive bloody civil war happens and this guy is ousted. Yeah. Nothing right. to do with U.S. though. It Just everything to do with obviously Russia. Yeah. After 2014 coup, the new government quickly restarted the EU deal. So the new guy, that yachts, got put in place, and then all of a sudden that deal is back on, is back on the table. Yeah, that's—what a quinky dink. Yeah, no no shit. After cutting heating heating subsidies in half, it secured a $27 billion commitment from the IMF. The IMF's goal still includes reducing the role of the state-invested interest in the economy in order to attract more foreign capital. That's such bullshit— The IMF is one of the many global institutions whose role in maintaining global inequities often goes unreported and unnoticed by the general public. U.S. economic quest to open global markets to capital is a key driver of international affairs. But if the press chooses to ignore it, the public debate is incomplete and shallow. Hence why we have never really heard heard any of this shit about Ukraine. Of uh, What were the other ones that they were talking about? Was it Yemen? yeah um yemen yes. and bolivia we yeah. hadn't heard this side of it so it talks about the u.s help to overthrow the u.s elected president we we dug into that pretty right. extensively yeah. um there's some stuff scrolled on down uh u.s officials caught picking the new government that was that phone call right i really wanted to hit on this because the last article didn't focus enough washington used nazis to help overthrow the government
0: yeah that's insane.
1: The Washington-backed opposition that toppled the government was fueled by far-right and openly Nazi elements like the Right Sector, one far-right group that uh, grew out of the protests was the Azov Battalion, a paramilitary militia of neo-Nazi extremists. Their leaders made up the vanguard of the anti-Yanukovych protests and even spoke at opposition events in the in the Maidan, the, the square where it all broke out. Right. They they spoke at events. Alongside U.S. regime change advocates like John McCain and Newland, I saw that they were both present during yeah. these speeches during at the maiden.
0: Yeah, because they were part of that NED. Yeah, so. which
1: the NED we're going we're yeah. going to get it. I'm going to make time to talk a little bit about yeah. the NED because that's our latest and greatest uh, yes. organization that we have secret organization we have to talk about. Says after the violent c- coup. These groups were later incorporated into the Ukrainian armed forces. So these Nazis Mm -hmm. were now incorporated into the armed forces. The same armed forces, the U.S. has now given $2.5 billion. Though Congress technically restricted money from flowing to the Azov battalion in 2018, trainers on the ground say there's no mechanism to actually enforce the provision. Mm. Since the coup, the Ukrainian nationalist forces have been responsible for a wide variety of atrocities in the counterinsurgency war. Far-right influence has increased across Ukraine as a result of Washington's actions. A recent UN Human Rights Council has noted that fundamental freedoms in the Ukraine have been squeezed since 2014. So, we oust this guy, yeah, and we put in this Democrat, more democratic-friendly guy, mm-hmm. and apparently this says fundamental freedoms have never been squeezed so tight in Ukraine right. since this happened says further weakening the argument that the US is involved in the country on behalf of liberal values among american uh, i'm not going to get into that cuz it talks about american neo nazis i don't yeah you know, it's besides the point says in a recent UN vote on combating glorification of nazism neo nazism and other practices that contributes to fueling contemporary forms of racism the US and Ukraine were the only two countries to vote no huh to wow. combating Nazism.
0: That's insane.
1: Wonder why? Why yeah. would Ukraine and the U.S. be the one? Well, maybe because the U.S. backed this Nazi faction right. to overthrow the current government. Yeah, but they—it's like I—I I wouldn't necessarily say go as far as to say, "Hey, the U.S. intentionally put Nazis there." Right. But they found this strong man right. that was willing to do the dirty work yep. for them. Sounds similar to like I don't know the Syrian civil war where. Mm. A lot of the rebels we were backing to fight the pro-so, uh, pro-communist, right. pro-Russian groups, <clears throat> yeah, or the the main government. A lot of those rebels turned out to be ISIS. Right. Yeah. Turned out a lot of the, the people we were giving. Then all of a sudden we turned around. And we're like, oh shit, we got to fight ISIS. But they happen to be the people, right, that we put in there. It it yeah. just goes around and it comes around. Yeah. We back these. Yeah. They're well, they're hor- horrendous people. Yeah. Thinking that we're going to be able to control them down the road.
0: Yeah. well, But, you know, I don't even think they care about controlling them. As long as they're Mm anti-Russian, that's all they care about. Right? I think there's a little bit to be said about
1: the the want to control them because that's kind of what we did in Afghanistan. We we backed this group against—it's always against the pro-Russian people. And then it turned around to be the Taliban. It's like, oh, shit, we lost control of this. We got to go back and blow up the Taliban now. Right.
0: Well, and but that's when they started striking out at us, you know. Like we, we same thing with Qaddafi. We put Qaddafi mm-hmm. in because he was against uh, Russia, and you know. And then all of a sudden, there's these terrorist attacks against us, in, you know, from uh-huh. Libya, or you know, all these guys, horrible people in Africa that we put in, and then all of a sudden, there's all these human rights violations, and and I it's mean, people that we, backed. we we've never we backed a there. good person. I know, never, ever, like, ever. I'm surprised we didn't single handedly
1: put Hitler in Germany because <laughs> you know it just seems to be we we may our have trend. we may have <laughs> I don't know <laughs> we'll have to dig into that we will have to dig more into that. Um, moving on from the Nazi, do you have anything else to say about the Nazi part of it? I mean, there was a lot that I read about yeah. this. So, but, but
0: the the current president is not affiliated with the Nazis at all.
1: No, not uh, Zelensky.
0: Supposedly, yeah. he's not. Okay. Oh,
1: I I did read that. Uh, the government that was very far-right, that, that Yats guy, yeah. he was part of a far-right faction. And that government, they had to basically tone down their Nazi rhetoric before okay. they were allowed to. So it's just like, just don't say that shit on yeah, camera. Right, right. Don't say you want to kill Russians and Jews on camera because right. we can't, yeah. Yeah. we can't publicly back you if you say those things. Yeah. So they supposedly reformed. And it's just like no, they didn't. They just you told yeah. them to stop saying that right, shit exactly. and they stopped. That's funny. So I want to move on to Crimea because this is where the US mm-hmm. puts the whole beginning point of the current situation right. in Ukraine. Right. Because it says there's a lot more to the Crimean annexation. It says uh the facts about or above give more context to the Russian actions following the coup and ought to counter the caricature of a Russian empire bent on expansion. From Russia's point of view, a longtime adversary had successfully overthrown a neighboring government using violent far-right extremists. So the one guy, Yuganovich or whatever his name was, had clearly become more pro-Russian. And we weren't... uh, Ukraine's a strategy on the chessboard. We can't have in this Eurasia playboard, this Eurasia chessboard... Yeah where we need to have dominance the overall yeah. dominance i mean we've been working for that since the cold the original the og right. cold war 1.0 yeah um when ukraine this strategic piece decides you know i'm going to start negotiating with them over there that's when we're like you know what, fuck you throw them out put in a a freaking nazi mm. who is clearly anti-russian because he's a nazi right. they want all the nazi or all the the russians out of ukraine right. Well, Russia saw that as a threat directly to Russia. Sure. Because now that we have a pro EU, pro US backed guy here. Yeah. They saw this as oh, they're gonna start trying to expand NATO. Right. And look where that turned out. Yeah. I mean he, he had it's a lot of wrong. he had a had a good point there because immediately there was talks about Ukraine joining NATO. Yeah. So it says uh the Crimean Peninsula, which was part of Russia until it was transferred to Ukraine Soviet Republic in 1954, is home to one of two Russian naval bases with access to the Black and Mediterranean Seas, one of history's most important maritime theaters. A Crimea controlled by a U.S.-backed Ukrainian government was a major threat to Russian naval access. So you had Crimea was part of Russia, then the Soviet Union formed— which Ukraine and Crimea and Russia were all part of. So at some point, Crimea in the 50s merged over to Ukraine, but it's still in Soviet control, so they didn't care so much. So then when the um, Soviet Union fell and they split it all up, Crimea stayed with Ukraine, but Ukraine was kind of still pro-Russia a little bit. So now that Ukraine is very much not pro-Russia— Uh, Putin and Russia saw that as a threat to their own trade, their own exports and and stuff like that because of what it says, the Black Sea and the Mediterranean Sea access there. Yeah, it's vital. Yeah. So it says the peninsula is 82% of whose households speak Russian and only 2% mainly Ukrainian. Huh. So you have these Nazi factions that hate Russians. They actually, I'm pretty sure, impose laws where you can no longer speak Russian. Huh and you have this section that is 82% Russian, they're concerned right. about this. It's a
0: like a Gaza Strip type yeah.
1: thing. So they're, they're reason to be concerned, I'd say. Said, um said uh, the peninsula held a plebiscite in March 2014 on whether or not they should join Russia or remain un- under the new Ukrainian government. The pro-Russian camp won with 95% of the vote. That's so pretty... Russia did not roll into Crimea and annex it because to take advantage of the ongoing civil war. Right. Crimea voted, we're mostly Russian here. Yeah. They hate Russians there. We're probably it's probably our best interest to go back over there to Russia. Ninety-five percent of the vote. I mean,
0: that's that I would say that's a mandate. I mean, that would make Biden what Biden got elected on yeah. look bad. <laughs>
1: no shit. Um <laughs> uh, to say that we're fighting Russia because they're anti-democratic. Yeah. This was as democratic as right. it comes. Absolutely. And we are um still fucking it over. Yeah, we're we're still like uh, uh, contesting ooh. this and, and yeah, saying we, we
0: don't like the results of that. <laughs> yeah, can you do um, something? Can you be more democratic? <laughs> that wasn't
1: democratic because we don't agree with <laughs> yeah, it. exactly. And we are the fathers let, and mothers of oh, democracy. democracy.
0: Let us let us make sure your democracy looks works right. <laughs> yeah, does it work with the rest of the democracies? Yeah, exactly.
1: So it says the UN General Assembly, led by the US, voted to ignore the referendum results mm-hmm. on the grounds that it was contrary to Ukraine's constitution.
0: <laughs> wow. Wow.
1: Oh, that doesn't follow their constitution. But fuck the fact that they democratically <laughs> right. elected a president that we didn't like, so we threw him out. Yeah, exactly. At that point, we don't care about the Ukrainian constitution, but now, yeah. We're not going to recognize that because yeah. it's contrary to the Ukrainian constitution. This is an example of where we should have just stayed yeah. the fuck out this, of it.
0: This this is this is a perfect example of American freedom. It is. They hate us because they hate our freedom. Exactly.
1: Uh, That's exactly what it is. They're not free enough. We need to go in and fight. We need to make them more free, damn it. So it says uh, the same constitution had been set aside to oust President Yanukovych a month earlier. So within a month span, we went from, fuck your constitution, we don't like that guy, get him out, to, "Uh, we don't like those results because it doesn't follow the constitution. And then it gets into U.S. wanting to expand NATO, which Russia's been talking about for— Uh, months now, years now. And uh, this part was the most interest or was not the most interesting, I guess, but this was interesting to me. It talks about how the U.S. wouldn't tolerate what Russia is expected to accept. So imagine, imagine for a second that, and Ron Paul talked about this. I, mm-hmm. I watched a clip of Ron Paul talking about this last night, uh, back in 2014, and he's like, imagine this. Like, there's a dispute on the Mexican border of the United States between Mexico and the United States over some territory. And imagine Russia decided to come over to enforce Mexico's state. How would the U.S. feel about this? Because somebody was like, well, uh, um, Russia's doing the same thing. They're meddling in affairs of Ukraine and that they're doing the same thing we're doing. I think it was a a Fox News person. I think it was... It might have been Bill O'Reilly or somebody like that. I I don't know, but he's like, aren't we doing the same thing? And he's like, no, we're not doing the same thing because that's like it's like saying if it was happening on the Mexican border, it's totally different because that's on Russia's direct border. This is thousands of miles away from us. It doesn't involve us in any way. And this is directly on Russia's border. So it definitely involves them more than it involves us. So, um, again, U.S. wouldn't tolerate this if it no. was happening to us. Oh no! Hell no! No nukes would come out, yeah, and right. they'd be like, "Get the fuck back! Back! Yeah. Back the hell off!" But um, I can't remember where it talked about that uh, NED group. It was in this article. Yeah. I, I said I wanted to, I wanted to mention that too before we get out of here. We still got a couple minutes left. Let me see if I can find it.
0: National Endowment for Democracy.
1: Yeah, I know that's in here, and I got another. All right, so this is under. How the U.S. Helped Overthrow Ukraine's Elected President. Okay, okay. So that's why I missed it, because I skipped that part. says, During the tug-of-war between the U.S. and Russia, Americans were engaged in a destabilization campaign against Yanukovych's government. The campaign culminated with the overthrow of the elected president in the Maiden Revolution, also known as the Maiden Coup, named named for the Kiev Square that hosted the bulk of the protests. As the political turmoil engulfed the country in the lead up to 2014, the U.S. was fueling anti-government sentiment through mechanisms like USAID and the National Endowment for Democracy, or Ned. I'm mm-hmm. going to call it Ned, not NED, because Ned sounds cooler. Just as they had done in 2004, in 2000 in December 2013, Newland, Assistant Secretary of State for the Euro- European Affairs and a longtime regime change advocate said that the U.S. government has spent $5 billion promoting democracy in Ukraine since 1991. So we spent all this money, we have this big investment in Ukraine, so we have to protect our investment, is what it sounds like she's saying. The money went towards supporting senior officials in Ukraine government, members of the business community, as well as opposition civil society who agree with U.S. goals. The Ned is a key organization in the network of American soft power that pours 170 million dollars a year into organizations dedicated to defending or installing U.S. friendly regimes. Hmm. The Washington Post uh, once wrote that the organization functions. This is this is key here. The organization is doing in public what the CIA used to do in private. So we've all, we've talked about how the CIA tried to topple governments right, yeah. secretly with Cuba. That was a big thing with the yeah. Bay of Pigs or um, all these other governments. Well, after that time frame, people started seeing the CIA as ugly right. and they had like they a tarnished ugly. name and shit. Yeah. So this NGO, this non-governmental organization that isn't— it's not an affiliate of our government like the CIA was. Right. is now doing publicly what the CIA had to do in private because it was affiliated with the yeah. government. But this is an NGO, but guess exactly. where most of their funding comes from? Congress. The U.S. government. Yeah, yeah. So it's not an NGO. Yeah. It's a geo. is yeah. primarily funded it's by Congress.
0: <laughs> Bullshit. It really
1: is. I need a beer for this one. <laughs> um, so... so it says the Ned targets governments who oppose U.S. military or economic policy, stirring up anti-government opposition. The Ned board of directors includes Elliot Abrams, whose sordid record runs the from the Iran Contra affair in the '80s to the Trump administration's efforts to overthrow Venezuelan government. Holy fuck! Yeah, he's <laughs> so he's he's had his hands in all this shit. Yeah, in 2013, Ned President Carl Gershman wrote a piece in the Washington Post that described. So this is, this isn't conspiracy theory. This is straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah. Ned President Carl Gershman writes in the Washington Post that Ukraine is the biggest prize in the East-West rivalry. Hmm. Can you imagine that being another government, another yeah. country that these government entities now of a foreign government, it's like, yeah. that's the biggest prize. and It's just like. Dude, we're a fight, we're a country, we're people. We yeah, are re- we're right. not a strategic piece of your puzzle, of your chess game. Yeah. We are people that have our own country and you need to stay the fuck out of it. Unless yeah. you're a puppet government installed by that Yeah. that uh installed by the US that the people that are saying these yeah. things, that are playing this chess game. So, it goes on to say this this is interesting here. So, I said Newland was the assistant secretary of state under Obama. Mm-hmm. After that, guess where she went? To the Ned board of directors. Of course. So she goes from there to the Ned board of directors. Yeah. Guess what she's doing now? She's back in the State Department for Joe Biden. Nice. Conveniently. The person that handpicked the puppet government for Ukraine is now, she left, went to work for the NGO that was solely responsible for a lot of the turmoil over there. I wonder
0: if her and Hunter worked together over there. Oh,
1: I'm sure they're probably making crack babies over there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Came back to work for Biden, and look where we are now. Back where we were in um, 2014.
0: So here it says, Ned played a major role in supporting the Arab Spring in 2011.
1: Wow. Man, this, none of this surprises me at all. Yeah. So I, I've got a little bit about this Ned organization. Um, this one is titled uh, Documents Reveal the U.S. Government Spent $22 million promoting anti Russian narrative in Ukraine. I don't think that's the one I wanted. Maybe it is. So, oh, yeah, because it says the National Endowment for Democracy m- can claim it is in the business of democracy promotion. In reality, it is no- it does nothing but that unless democracy is entirely synonymous with the elite U.S. interests. So, nothing to do with democracy, everything to do with our, yeah. our elitist financial interests. Absolutely. Just like every other war yeah. we fought. Every other war we've tried to drag ourselves into.
0: And again, I mean, it's like Hillary Clinton's and the Clinton Foundation, their hands are all over this thing, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, again, this is carbon carbon copy of what they tried to do with Haiti.
1: Yeah, but except they're not a tiny island where
0: they're... Right, yeah, (laughs) it's a major, like, uh, get for everybody in the world.
1: Right. So it says, amid soaring tensions with Russia... So this one's from uh, mintpressnews.com says, amid so- soaring tension with Russia, the U.S. is spending a fortune on foreign intervention campaigns. This one came out this, in, 2020, in February. Um, Washington regime change arm, the National Endowment for Democracy, or NED, has spent $22.4 million on operations inside the country since 2014, when democratically elected President Viktor Yanukovych was overthrown and replaced by a successor government handpicked by the U.S., Those operations include propping up and training pro-Western political parties, funding pliant media organizations, and subsidizing massive privatization drives that benefit foreign multinational corporations, all in an effort to secure U.S. control over the country that Ned President Carl Gershman called the biggest prize in Europe, like we Mm. said in the last one. So it talks about them replacing the CIA. I'm not going to read on that. It says, Ned is almost entirely funded by Congress and is staffed largely by ex-national security state leaders. Its current president is Damon Wilson, former special assistant to President G.W. Bush and senior director for European Affairs and National Security Council. Other top officials pepper Ned's board of directors, including CIA Director William Burns, uh, current Undersecretary of State of Political Affairs, which is uh, that Nolan chick, Mm -hmm. and then... um, 2014, oh yeah, and then it says as well as veteran national security official Elliot Abrams, infamous for his role in supplying weapons to the far right death squads in Central America and attempts to overthrow the uh, government of Venezuela. Holy shit! So this goes deep. This group, yeah. this group, like like I said, publicly does what the CIA was privately doing of mm-hmm. overthrowing, like causing, yeah. um, stirring up, uh, the. The, the public to overthrow the governments, whether yeah. that be uh, those Google like tech camps where right. they're like yeah. spreading information online or whether it be sniper hit squads yeah. on buildings in the in the streets.
0: That's insane.
1: Says uh, studying the Ned grants database reveals that the organization has approved three hundred thirty four separate grants to Ukraine, a country. The group's two thousand nineteen annual report identifies as its top priority. So mm. Ukraine is Ned's top priority and its size and importance for the Europe region. Uh, the report notes Ned is focused on countering foreign, i.e. Russian, malign influence, particularly disinformation and corrosive capital of European nations. Only Russia itself has been the target of more Ned money. Um, hmm. That's interesting that Russia is the target of a lot of the money.
0: Well, I, w- I was just actually reading here that... Uh... Apparently that uh, Ned has been working with uh, the Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny, the the guy that was uh, poisoned.
1: Interesting. Yes. Hold that thought. <laughs> media capture Ned style says another key focus for Ned is to establish and support pro Western media outlets and NGOs. So not only mm. do they have influence. Over in those countries, they're trying to influence, but they also have a lot of support for pro-media outlets so they can spin the story. The same way we talked about uh, that organization, it's probably the same people uh, all That's intertwined. exactly
0: it. yes. Um,
1: Western media outlets and NGOs that backed both the 2014 overthrow of Yanukovych and the new government's privatization agenda. This all couched as promoting independent media, but in reality, it is creating a network largely dependent on And answerable to Washington, so that's why we didn't know the real story of what happened over there is specifically because of Ned. Not only did they perpetrate it, but they covered the shit up. Yep. Um, Anything else? Uh, They targeted Donbas. Says before his overthrow, President Yanukovych maintained cordial relations with Russia. However, that changed drastically after the Maiden Revolution, with the new government not only attempting to tie itself to the West, but also aggressively suppressing any pro-Russian sentiment. Since 2014, the government has shut down Russian language media and jailed pro-Russian voices. So we talk about Russia jailing their dissidents. Ukraine apparently is doing the same damn thing. It also banned the Russian language from schools and in public places such as stores and restaurants. Any businesses caught violating the law is subject to a fine. Holy shit! Yeah, this this goes crazy deep, and it talks about selective anti-corruption agendas because I mean they they mm-hmm. pick and choose what corruption right. they want to back. So there's there's a little bit about Ned, and. This national endowment for democracy, which is the most ironic yeah, title right. that you can give, it's it's similar to, um, uh, what was <laughs> I? I always forget it. The, the bill that they passed after 9-11. Oh, the Patriot. Act. The pa- Yeah, yeah. Irony.
0: Yeah, patriotic time.
1: Patriot Act. Uh, irony. National endowment of democracy. Right. Yeah. The well endowed democracy. Which <laughs> uh,
0: when I when I was reading about uh, Ned, it says a lot of the. Um, a lot of the, the criticism of it is that it, it focuses too much on social democracy.
1: What's that? Say it again.
0: It focuses, A lot of uh, the c- criticisms of the NED is that it focuses too much on social democracy.
1: That makes sense. Because that fits right along with these other organizations yeah. that push all this other bullshit. Yeah. So we've got groups like the International Monetary Fund that are pissed that they are siding now with Russia when they wanted to make this more investor friendly. Right. And um, so this American non governmental organization is like, hey, oh we have a solution to that. We right. have this playbook. Yeah. Where we, we rile up the the public yeah. by certain means We get them all pissed off at their government, and we let them do the dirty work, or we do the dirty work and just say it was them. We just
0: inject some Nazis in. Trust me, we work with these guys all the time. (laughs) Exactly,
1: (laughs) makes you makes you (laughs) you you were thrown to uh, Las Vegas and all this. It really makes you wonder about January Mm sixth.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Because we
1: talked about provocateurs in the January sixth thing. Makes you wonder how much of that was. Because they, they've talked about FBI infiltration, well, yeah. what about these organizations that that's their right. goal is to take yeah. down a which I, I'm not saying Trump was the, well, the standing government at the time. but:
0: but. I mean, I, I don't remember the, t- the term for it, but um, I remember when we were learning of, when we were talking about the playbook to take out Trump, and they said that they used the blueprint from to like the Arab Spring mm-hmm. and stuff. So basically they used the NED's playbook against Trump.
1: Yeah, that makes about sense. Yeah, I mean, it all <laughs> puzzle pieces start fitting together yeah, when you really read does. about some of these things, and then yeah. you start looking about stuff that's going on over here. It's just yeah. like, how much of that's going over on here? Yeah, that we don't know about. Yeah. How much of that is going on in, like you said, it makes you really start looking at all these other wars that we've gotten yeah. involved with, and it's just like, that sounds very familiar. Yeah. very familiar. We 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 took this shitty group. Yeah like a Nazi faction or an ISIS faction or a Taliban faction or all these uh, what you would consider uh, extremist groups on all sides because the extremist groups are the ones willing to do the dirty work. Absolutely, yeah. They believe enough in their cause. Whether it's your cause or not, they believe enough in their cause to do the dirty work for you, and then you can either take them out after or you can, uh, like we did with— Gaddafi, yeah. or we can control it. if they're yeah. controllable, then we control them. Yeah. So it, it just makes you start looking absolutely. at all these other locations, and It's just like, yeah, American meddling, well. American meddling, American meddling across the board. Nothing yeah, to absolutely. do with the actual term democracy. Everything yeah. to do with us wanting to control the regions.
0: Well, it, it said in the, in the Wikipedia article that the NED is currently operating in ninety two countries.
1: Ninety two countries. Yes. That, that's a lot of countries, yeah, and it makes me wonder what they're doing and where the next war is right. going to kick off at. And this is
0: stuff we don't hear about, you know?
1: Because yeah, they also control media perception of right. them, too. So, exactly. So obviously we're not going to hear and, much and about them. And how can
0: you say they're NGO again when they're getting their funding directly from Congress? Well, it's just <laughs> Isn't that a title th- they slap on yeah. it
1: so that they don't have to be um, scrutinized by the public yeah. as being a government entity. That's
0: shady as fuck.
1: It is. But then they said NSAID was in on it too. They're similar, mm-hmm. and I was even seeing stuff like um, some of these other like humanitarian type groups that are actually um, working directly for. I mean, I I can't get into all the yeah. shit, but propaganda, yeah, covering all the shit up yeah. constantly. The propaganda machine has completely fooled us. <laughs> In all of this, and it's been covered up, and so we sit here, and if if we say, hey, we should not back Ukraine, we should not go to war, we are the ones called Nazis in all of this, because the propaganda machine has fooled us. Right. So that brings me back to the question, why is Ukraine propaganda different than all these other wars? Because we don't need to influence Ukraine at this point. Right. We yeah. already gained influence. Yeah. We already did that in 2014.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I got this article here, and you almost, you almost hit. Almost. You almost hit my theory. You were ah. right there, and I put you on hold. Gotcha. So this is from NBC News. This is flowing across the internet today, this evening. This is the story: the Russian economy spirals into a deepening crisis as sanctions send people into panic. Hmm. I haven't read this article. Instantly knowing what Ned does makes me wonder if Ukraine's not the target. Russia is. Russia's the target. Yeah. Instead of going to sending troops into Ukraine, we slap these mega sanctions. We close their banks. We close down their economy. We stir up the public like Ned did in Ukraine mm. in 2014 to. Maybe rise up against Putin.
0: God, that's fucking brilliant.
1: What were you saying, Ned? Was uh, the second Ned- second highest other than Ukraine? Ned was financing was Russia. They have yeah. second highest amount of money flowing into Russia, and you said they were backing.
0: They were backing the opposition leader, the, the against Putin, uh, Anatoly N- Natalov, the guy that uh, had gotten uh, poisoned. poisoned
1: supposedly by Putin. Yeah, Ned's flowing money. Ned supporting this opposition leader we're slapping all these sanctions yeah the the people are being sent into a panic they're mm-hmm. being backed into a corner yeah. uh when interest rates are
0: up 20%
1: how did i mean how did how did the bolsheviks take over power to begin with was the people got all pissed yeah. off and they they convinced the people to rise up and overthrow yeah that's my oh shit theory it was yeah. like they're not they're not here for Ukraine.
0: They're there for Russia.
1: They're going for the big chip now. Yeah, it's like, you know, we can do this. And shit. Do you think it's possible? With I yeah. mean, you got Ukraine or Syria or these small countries, but do you think they could pull that off in Russia? Yeah. You think so?
0: I think they could. Holy
1: shit. Yeah. That's gonna be a fucking bloodbath.
0: That's fucking brilliant. I mean that. I, I mean. I mean that. That's like world class.
1: That's four-dimensional chess Super right there.
0: billion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, holy shit, my mind is blown right now.
1: Right? I saw this, this article, because I was reading, I'm just like, Russia, Russia's economy, Russia's economy, and it's just scrolling through, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I saw, deepening crisis sends people into a panic. And after reading all this shit, I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. It's not Ukraine at all. Maybe, right. what if... What if the plans Russia all along? Because we already have the influence in Ukraine.
0: They just need to lure Putin in.
1: Yeah, they need to lure him in. So they had reason to slap all these sanctions Mm -hmm. on him. They had all these reasons. I'm not saying this is what's happening. I'm not even saying all these articles we read, I'm pretty sure most of them are true, because there's a lot of evidence to back up all Uh, the shit uh, we're talking about. I was
0: going to say there's a lot of redundancies in the articles. Yes,
1: and I, I can see where... We would be misled in this whole narrative against Russia to say, "Oh, this started in Crimea when in reality, it didn't it started right. I mean, it's impossible for me to not believe u s meddling had something to do with this, yeah, but my newest conspiracy theory is Russia is the new the new chip on the table
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know where this goes. I don't know how it ends i like I said, this just formed in my mind. Probably an hour before we right. decide record record. So yeah, I don't know how how this ends. But if the new plan now is to um, infiltrate and rile up Russians to overthrow Putin, man, that that's a game changer. That is a game changer. And maybe that's the end game. I guess I well, I don't know. I mean,
0: you know, you can't you know with as powerful as China's getting, you can't have two superpowers team up. I mm-hmm. mean, you got you to gotta knock it down by half. Yeah,
1: and China is, isn't necessarily backing Russia right now, but no. I think if it came down to it, China would back Russia. Yeah. So, you go after the big dog first, because Russia hasn't been the major power player right. in a couple decades, right. so now would be the time before China decides, you know what, we mm-hmm. are going to fully back, because yeah. China's clearly the big power right. player here. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I don't know where it goes.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, but but, I mean, you know, you talk about expansion of NATO. I mean, we, we do you even
1: need an expansion of NATO if you if we put a pro EU puppet leader in Russia, right? Do you think? I mean, well, Putin's not going to go down without swinging. No, and that's for oh, damn sure. No,
0: because Putin Putin will dig out the nukes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He like you said, if he's going down, he's taking everybody with him.
1: Yeah. But is he even—the question is, is he even threatening any of this shit? Is he even threatening nukes? No, I don't think he is. Is he even threatening chemical warfare or human rights abuses
0: that uh, the West is saying that he is? Right. No, but they have to make it look like he is. They have to make him look like such a threat. Are we going to be
1: banned from Twitter? Because you said (laughs) at the beginning of this half, the second half, that Twitter and Facebook is going to start banning uh, misinformation against Ukraine. Is this going to be the— <laughs> it, this is possible. <laughs> I mean, of all the things we talk about, right. is this going to be the yeah. straw that gets us kicked yeah. off of here? Is are there we anything be, else
0: we want to say before? <laughs> are we
1: going to be blacklisted uh, I on don't like know. a freaking Cold War style like blacklist before it's being possible. pro-communist? Yeah. I'm still not pro-communist. Fuck. No. Fuck communism. No, fuck that. Yeah, it's crazy. You can sit here and say fuck communism and be like, is Russia really the bad guy? <laughs> yeah. All in the same set,
0: right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So what do you think about what do you think about the Russia Ukraine conflict now after reading all this shit? Yeah, we got to get out of here in like one minute. So, final thoughts.
0: <laughs> you just dropped a Cobra's. Co- I can't even say the name. Anyways, um, yeah, that, that's quite the bombshell. Holy fuck! I mean, it makes sense though the way it all adds up. I mean, and of course it would have to be decades in the making. Kaiser Solsay, that's it. You dropped a Kaiser Solsay moment on me, and then say you got a minute to w- wipe, wrap it up. Go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's that's some shit, but it makes sense. Everything that we we just talked about. You built the convincing case that yes. Yeah.
1: Well, you see the way we handled Ukraine and all the other meddling we've done, and how Ned the mm-hmm. NED the National Endowment of Democracy has meddled. And their their strategy is convincing the yeah. public to do the dirty work for them. Yeah, and, and, and so, that's how they've and, always operated. And in, in it, everything it was successful in Ukraine. Yeah, and there's all this like that's why I asked the question at the beginning because that's <laughs> once I read this I was just like that's why this pro- propaganda is the direction it is. It's not because we don't need to go in and save Ukraine. Right. Our sites are. Further right. than Ukraine. Yeah. Our sights are set on yeah. the big the big dog.
0: Right. We used Ukraine to lure Russia in. So the world, not just us, the whole fucking world is dropping sanctions on Russia. Yeah.
1: And then um, after seeing how Ned mm. rouses up the, the public to do mm. this, then seeing articles like this all throughout yeah. uh, the media today that uh, Russia is spiraling into a deepening crisis and yeah. the, the people Whoa. are going into panic— Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, well, no. This, this They're doing this, it there.
0: This is what Ned was created for. It was mm-hmm. created in 1983 by members of the Reagan administration mm-hmm. to take out Russia.
1: And, I mean, it's a long game, but... It's a hell of a long game. I mean, game. here it is, I guess. When it happens, I don't know, but I guess this is the time to do it. I, I, I mean,
0: suppose so, but, man, the way they're doing it... <sighs>
1: Yeah, it's going to get ugly. Either way, it's going to be really fucking ugly. Like you said,
0: it's going to be a fucking bloodbath regardless. But I guess, I mean, what do they care, right? You know?
1: Right. Do you think anybody, have you heard anybody else take a spin on the Russia-Ukraine narrative that we just did tonight? No. Or did we just blow our own fucking minds? We just blew our own fucking minds. On that note, we got to get out of here. We're well past our our time here. So uh, this has been an interesting one. This is why I said at the beginning, I was like, this is not one you want to miss because...
0: This is not an angle anybody's ever talking about. At least
1: that I know of, that I've heard. So um, look into some of the shit. I'll post all these articles in the show notes when it releases on Wednesday. So you can look into this stuff for yourself. Do your own research. Ask questions yourself. If you have any comments, concerns, or if you want to call us um, uh, communist pigs or Nazis or (laughs) whatever— The comment section's always open. No, we,
0: we take whatever. Yeah.
1: We have a... I mean, I got abused for being not a vegan... Yes. ...and not wanting to eat legumes and bugs. So I'll take... Bastard. I'll take the rest of it, too. Um, we have a forum called the Breaking the Bell Forum on Facebook, which you can participate in the conversation. Otherwise, you can find us on Twitter, which is where I like to hang out a lot of my, a lot of time, um, which is at, t, uh, at Break the Bell Pod, is what it is. And so... Join the conversation. Send yeah. us hit us up with your stuff. Hit us up with any information you have. Uh, we got to get out of here for this week. We will be back next week, same time, same channel, seven PM Central Standard Time. Uh, don't miss it. We're live every Monday night. Otherwise, we'll be back this weekend for our weekend wrap up, which is once again where we wrap up the week and absolutely. everything that went along with it. And I'm sure there will be plenty to talk about for that. So yeah,
0: absolutely. Always is.
1: We're gonna get out of here. Have a great rest of your week. Try to sleep after all that because it's gonna be yeah. My mind's spinning. Spread spread it around
0: because it's not often we blow our own minds. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So (laughs) this comes true. You heard it first from us. Yeah. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great rest of your week. Peace. Goodbye.
0: The Break the Bell Podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our
1: Patreon members, Justin Zelinski, Remzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and T.O. Jacobson. A shout-out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, The On The Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your earholes. And as always, never stop talking. <laughs>